Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. back everyone i know it has been a, a bit of a hiatus um not unintended hiatus I, I hadn't planned on taking this much time off but um i we're, we're back with the dtv connoisseur podcast and of course how fitting if we're, we're back after hiatus to have uh, uh the record-breaking guests of uh i <laughs> am brett from come up its reviews who've been on more than any other guests before wow. welcome back guys thanks for having us back on yeah thank you yeah, I think it's one of those things. I, you know, I think this happened to me last summer too. I think this happened to the show. Maybe it was in the. I can't remember, but there's always that point where, where work just just gets out of control, or like just things get out. Of, you know, like just like a whole bunch of things that happen. It's sort of like this this perfect storm of, uh, of like a uh, tornado of schedules and wackiness. <laughs> or life getting in the way, as they say. Right, exactly. It's, <laughs> I guess if it was, you know, if, if you get like a whole bunch of money from Spotify to do the Joe Rogan podcast kind of thing, I guess you can you can carve out the time in that case. But um, yeah, when when you're, not, when you're not Joe Rogan, you've got to no, you got to find the time somehow. Yeah, that's pretty much what you'd. Sorry, guys. That's pretty much what you'd have to be because there was some guy. I don't know who it is, but on some other podcast, they were talking about this. How there was some music artist that's on Spotify and like one of his songs got like over a million listens or however it's done on Spotify and because he did some post about his first check from Spotify and even though it was over a million listens like the check he got was for like $43 <laughs> so you know because I think they give you like a penny or less per listen so I mean it, it's Spotify is I think a tough road to go if we're looking to make any money yeah I, I can find more money on the ground. Why did you have? <laughs> I have found more. I have found more than forty dollars on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Well, because yeah, I know um, like uh, John Cross from uh, After Movie Diner, and then he has his his, his musical project, the um, uh, Miscellaneous Plumbing Fixtures. You know, like you know he because he's always talking with the indie artists, you know, who are putting music out there. I think that the, the rule of thumb is like if you want to support an indie musician, better just buy the album on Bandcamp because it's like you know you, you spend like five to eight bucks or whatever it is but like they get it right it's not like if right. you think about like how many i mean yeah if you had to listen that many times to their song for them to get the same amount of money that you get for just giving them eight bucks whereas like like you know listen to the big bands on uh, you know the like really you know the bands that have been around forever that uh already made their millions and are going to make millions oh. of touring 
those are the ones you can Spotify. That's why you're talking right, about true. Glenn Miller and his big band. <laughs> <laughs> the big bands, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. And, and thank God for websites like Bandcamp because not only do they support the artists, but they also support physical media. You know, you can buy CDs and vinyl and actual physical media, which – you know, at least on our show, and I think to a certain extent on your show, you you kind of promote, like you want to tell people, hey, get the physical media. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have to confess I'm not good about physical media as much anymore. Like I have like my collection, my wife and I have our collection, but we, we tend to be like more like we'll rent something than to dig out the DVD and put it in the, the DVD player sometimes. But um, by the same token, I think you're right, especially when it comes to like some kind of indie project out there where somebody's really putting something together, whether it's a, you know, it, I mean, and now I think a lot of times indie indie projects are on, you know, things like Amazon and things like that. But even then, like, I think it's kind of the same idea. Like if, if, you know, somebody's putting out an independent movie on Amazon, it's better just to rent it for three bucks and give them that money because the amount of money that they make from a prime stream, it's like almost, I mean, I, I can't remember. I think um, it's director Jay Horton. He talks about, he does a lot of videos on YouTube about being an independent director. And I can't remember, but I think it's something similar to the Spotify model where like, you know, you put your thing on, on prime and, and apparently too, it's not even just like how, how many people watch the movie, but it's like you get less money if somebody just watches the movie and that's it as opposed to somebody who watches the movie and then goes to Amazon after and buys something. Right, right. Well, I mean, this does kind of tie into what we were talking about off air about the recently released Whatever It Takes Blu-ray, um, which uh, I got. And if you can get a hold of it, definitely it's a great purchase. It's limited, so um, you might have to go to vinegarsyndrome.com uh, to get it. But there was an interview with Don the Dragon and Fred Williamson, and those are the two extras on the disc. And not only is it great that they put out that movie of all movies, but the fact that they have these interviews with these guys we're always talking about and we're constantly talking about movies like this. It's nice to hear their perspective and hear them talking about these movies. So it, it's really cool that they, A, released the movie and B, got those two guys to actually reminisce and talk about their careers. And so I they strongly recommend that if we're talking about physical media. Did they talk about the movie themselves, like how it was fun to make? Or Yeah, yeah. That's fun. That's cool. Working with the Dice Man, did they mean yeah. were there any good Dice Absolutely. Man Absolutely. Well, Fred Williamson said that's the reason why he signed on to the project. Really? <laughs> yeah, he said he was a fan of Andrew Dice Clay, and he knew that if he'd be working with Don the Dragon, Andrew Dice Clay, it would be fun you know, to do a fun shoot. And so he said, okay, I'm on board. <laughs> and That's so, great. And he got the three uh, nicknames. You can't go wrong. It takes more than muscle. Yeah. Know, the tagline says in the movie. Oh, it sure does. Um, <laughs> but Matt, you were saying how you actually have the DVD, which you believe is a port from the Pioneer VHS, which Ty has. So we all have a copy of this movie in three different formats. Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, well, because I discovered that when, Ty, when you posted the VHS on your, your Instagram, I was like, oh, I've got that on DVD, that exact thing. And um, yeah, cause that was kind of a big thing in the in the in the 2000s. I remember it was like a lot of low budget movies. They just just took directly from the VHS, I think, and just put it right on DVD like that. Oh, yeah. A lot of companies did that. A lot of the lower budget companies would do that. DVD now, you know. Right, and and the great special features like interactive menus. And scenes, if you're lucky, you get scene selection. Also, yeah, and it's listed under special features. Oh, so it's scene selection. Wow. Oh wow, you just select the scene, and I like when they name the scene. So it's, yeah, they don't do that anymore. No, it's three, like you know muscles, you know everything. <laughs> yeah, Dice Man is in trouble. That's, oh, that's the one. Oh, oh, that's chapter two. Okay, I'll, I'll get right to that one. 
Or if they have like those two paragraph biographies of the of the person, yeah. it's just like yeah, you would always read those. I always read them, yeah, because you never know what what like movie they were supposed to shoot but never did. Right, so right. You can see that for like old Stallone biographies or Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? What's this movie? Oh, it never never was made. But they had to put on the biography, right? Because they would end up in a bio from like 1990. So it is kind of interesting, you know, from a research perspective, you could see what you know they were supposed to do. Um, but yeah, the vinegar syndrome discs, they, you know, they break it down by real. So it doesn't say have chapters or chapter names. It just says real one, two, three, four, five. So they break it down by like film reel, like the old days. Yeah, can you uh, see like the black dot that appears in the upper right corner? Oh no, no, they get rid of all that. They <laughs> okay. just call them reels. Yeah, that would be awesome. Like, remember when you watch like you, you know, like it's like you know Saturday Sunday afternoon, like they'd have like older movies on that they just were were just taking from the film, just like and, and so you'd see that little dot in the upper right. Um, I always and, like seeing the dot. It's like yeah. boop. <laughs> yeah, I think that dot, or there's a certain um, marker that tells the projectionist to change the reel. That's yes, right. You know how I learned about that was actually a Columbo episode. Yeah, I was going to say there's a Columbo episode about that. Yeah. <laughs> is that where you learned it too? Was it the Columbo? Um, I, I think so. so yeah. yeah. I mean, because I, I well, see, the thing is, I'd always take note of that dot. I wasn't sure what it was, but I did always notice that whenever it appears, then there's a cut. You know what I mean? Usually you don't see the dot and then the scene goes on and on. It's usually like if the dot appears, then there's a cut. So I thought it had something to do with the production, but I wasn't sure what. And then when I saw the Columbo episode, it's like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, I got one more question about this thing. You know, it's like, what is this dot you're talking about? You know, it's like... And then the other thing people always meant on talking about on Columbo is uh, one of the characters, it almost doesn't even matter who, um, will say, am I a suspect? And then Columbo goes, no, 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 you're not a suspect. Oh, no. <laughs> it was the most fascinating mystery show, right? Because we see the crime at the very beginning, so we know who did it. It's not like one of those things where it's like they're trying he's you know, they're trying to uncover it. But the other thing too is that Columbo knows who did it at the very beginning. And it's just a matter of him finding the proof of who did it. Uh, right. Just- yeah. Columbo episodes are never meant to be who done it. It's almost right. like can Columbo figure it out? Figure, figure it out, it's not who done it. Yeah, they're figuring it out. Well, um, well, it, you know, isn't that what Law and Order Criminal Intent did? Like in yeah, CI, yeah. you'd see right. what happens and you see if Gorin and Eames can figure it out. Yeah. Well, Eames always said the same line. You're yeah. under arrest for murder. That's <laughs> that, I think that's in most CI episodes. She says nothing because D'Onofrio gets all the good lines and all good stuff with the head tilts and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah, the head tilt. The, the, the combination of head tilt and walking, too, was always yeah. great. Like when he would like walk into a room with the head tilt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shows he can walk and chew gum at the same time. Right. Yeah. So his head comes in first, right? <laughs> yeah, sideways. Yeah, by like season 10, he was just bent over like an L shape for the entire time. That's so true. Yeah, they, did they ever do a crossover with him and Ice T? I don't remember if they did no, a Criminal Intent. They did. It's too good of an idea, though. Yeah. That would be amazing. Or, or forget a crossover. How about like a DTV movie where they're in it together? Yeah, it's supposed to be like some sort of super crossover about like terrorism back right. in like 2000. They never made it because of the 9/11 things. Oh, so okay. It would have been everything. It was it was Law be... and Order, SVU, yeah. and CI together in one super like series or something. <sighs> That's a missed opportunity because that would be great. That'd be great television. At least we got exiled a Law and Order movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was they, that was the first show to do that, wasn't it? To do like the different, like only they didn't do like in different places. They did like different yeah, divisions. Different, right. Yeah, and then 
CSI came and did like the different places. And right. CSI Miami is clearly the best one. Let's not forget. <laughs> with, with, with Caruso. <laughs> yeah, Caruso. Yeah. He's amazing. Tour de force acting every episode. <laughs> yeah. How, how did that guy get canned from NYPD Blue? I just don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> what happened? Well, he wanted to put on his sunglasses more. Yeah. So <laughs> you really right, had to right. do that in New York. You had to do yeah, that in Miami. You need to be putting sunglasses on in New York. That's right. Yeah. That's it. it unless you're maniac cop, there's no need to have sunglasses. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's funny because you know it didn't. The Caruso character always have like a one liner in the beginning of the episode, which is a lot like Lenny from yes. Law and Order. You know. Yeah. yeah. It looks like this guy just got iced. <laughs> yeah. It's like somebody was like covered in ice or something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Somebody's coming up like he got just got iced. Yeah, Lenny, just, Lenny from Law and Order. He might yeah. be my my favorite out of all the the Law and Order things, just because yeah, the Jerry Orbach. Um, he was you know, uh, he always delivered every episode. Yeah, yeah, you gotta love Lenny. I mean, he's just so lovable. How can you yeah. not like Lenny? You gotta yeah. love Lenny Briscoe. You gotta love uh, what I guess what was his name now? <laughs> Chris Knopf. <laughs> Chris Knopf, um, right? Yeah, yeah. Who ended oh, up doing? Oh, sex Logan, 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 Mike Logan. Like, yeah. Wasn't he the one that was exiled? Or was he that... was exiled to uh, Staten Island. <laughs> a place you don't want to be, I guess. <laughs> they had a lot. Everyone's like, oh, you got to Staten Island? Oh, no. Yeah, you're, we're going to bust you down to traffic in Long Island or Staten yeah. Island. Um, that's like the death assignment. They said he was too old, right? Because they always well, had to be a young cop with him, and they thought Chris Knopf was going to be too old. Oh, I thought because... Oh, that was why they it had to be uh, Benjamin Bratt instead. I thought that's what I heard was that yeah they 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 wanted to be a young guy with an old guy and so <laughs> they, they they thought they thought Chris Knopf was becoming making it too much like two old guys I guess I don't know. <laughs> well, they're, and, well, they're, speaking of the young and old kind of dichotomy, there's that great scene in that kind of I'm not sure when the episode was, but it must have been sometime in like the early to mid '90s where uh, Benjamin Bratt trying to teach Lenny about the internet. Right. It's like, Lenny, this thing is called the internet. It's like, ah, give me my typewriter. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> it was pretty great. Dating. Where he's just like, Lenny, this is the internet. It's like, it's really great. Yeah. Was he still dating Julia Roberts at that time? I think so, because she was on one of those Law and Order episodes, right? It was like, she's like an evil, I don't know, Black Widow or something. I think so. Yeah, because that was like his claim to fame at that time. That was, yeah. that was kind of one of those things back then, was like actors dating. Um, Law and Order people, big stars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what it was. Like their claim to fame. It was kind of like I think everybody was trying to find the next like version of that, like the the donut delivery guy that dated Cher. I, I can't think of his name. I believe it was Bagels. Bagels. Oh, Bagel delivery. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mean to correct the host, but I believe they called him Bagel Boy. <laughs> that's okay. That's what it was. You're right. Oh, that's, that's a great nickname. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, didn't he, he? I think he he drove his car to some paparazzi or something, and it's like. Uh, you know, that just doesn't work. Uh, yeah. I'm just trying to deliver the bagels. Ah. <laughs> but, uh, well, maybe yeah. it's Fred from Dunkin' Donuts, you know. Just, uh, uh, <laughs> right. We didn't know at the time that in the in the share video, he's holding his finger under his nose to cover up his Yes. yes I, yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, I think you talked about that before. <laughs> see, I would have thought Benjamin Bratt's main claim to fame at that point was being the bad guy in Chains of Gold. Yeah, which is his best work at the time. <laughs> Where he's, uh, you know, Travolta. throwing uh, uh, John Travolta down an alligator pit or something. He's just a social worker. So that's what yes, he's, yeah, one of, definitely one of Travolta's best. Yeah, That might have been one over Julia Roberts. Now, was that – I'm trying to think. Was, was Benjamin Bratt – he was post-Lyle Lovett, I think, for her. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody got the Lyle Lovett thing at the time. And, no. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think he I think he's on my list for a certain uh, could be an action star soon. Oh, so. Lyle Lovett? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was a, yeah. He was a great. I mean, I mean, yeah, none of it like the whole concept of Lyle Lovett I think was just difficult for people to understand um <laughs> at that time. And so then you just put him with with Julia Roberts and it just made it it was all the more befuddling I think for everybody. Yeah, I think you're right because in this day and age of benefers and um such where they put the two names together i just yeah i think that was kind of just too much for some reporters yeah no, no one knew what to do with it at that time <laughs> i can't even put it together lyle roberts i can't write <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ju- julia lovell Ju- julia lovell L- i don't know john lovitz i don't know what's going on yeah yeah john lovitz yeah that, that's it that's a ticket yeah that's a ticket yes i think that would be the conan o'brien if they made it right it would show yeah, the they made it, yeah. and it would come out as john lovitz and that would yeah. be that <laughs> well yeah <laughs> we got, let's talk we, about a certain person right it didn't take long for us to, to get off track right right off the bat. <laughs> right it off usually track. doesn't wow, but, yeah. wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of the things, of course, was we were planning to do this episode uh, a couple months ago. And so at that time, we were going to maybe say a couple words about the late Joe Lara, who um, died tragically in, in, in a plane crash around that time. Um, just because it was, I mean, I think it was, it was a complete shock to all of us. And it wasn't long after we had done the other guy's podcast, where I think we did mention him. I don't know if he made our lists or if he was a, an honorable mention. Honorable yeah. mention. Oh, okay. See, I'm glad you remembered that because I didn't remember that. But I'm sure we talked about him because, you know, it doesn't take much prompting for us to talk about Joe Lara. I think we're all fans. We got to love him in Hologram Man of Dakota. I think that's one of his best. Yeah, I think that was the one that was like the one that you feel the most like. You, you were, it was like whatever ish, you know, like from Joe Lara, whatever kept him from going up to the next level of, of being um, kind of like that next tier of DTV star, you know, hologram man didn't seem to have any of those concerns. Like he, yeah, that, that one is, like you said, I think that's, I, I agree. I think that's probably his best one. You know, it, he, he was an interesting guy because I think for people that listen to this podcast, he is kind of like, he's, he's kind of people for us who are like, you know, just you know, digging around in the bargain bins and watching a lot of this stuff that, you know, he's, he's one of those ones that just sort of floated to the surface, you know, after you yeah. kind of dug around a bit. Yeah. He's like number He's like, he's down. He's not onto the dregs, but down, down the bottom of the pile. Like, oh, Joe Lara. Okay. Let me see what he has. But that's not Joe Lara's fault. That's just no, where that's just, like stores yeah. and stuff might put his movies. Yeah. They, you know what I mean? You know, it's why your Suncoast would do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I think he he worked a lot with Zagarino too. I think he did yeah. multiple movies with him. And yeah, Warhead. It's like Armstrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Warhead was that another one? Yeah, Warhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I I think you know it, I mean obviously you know anytime you know I mean and I think the other thing too with Lara is you know he was younger than you know some of the guys that are still kicking around doing stuff. Um, I think he may have been younger than the guy we're talking about today. Um, uh, um gary daniels so you know it, it you know it, I, he hadn't done anything in a while and maybe he just was done i know he was married to a woman who um had i think she had like a, a televangelist um thing where, where, where it was like about like like losing weight for christ or something like that mm, something interesting. Like yeah okay. um and i don't know how involved with that he was but it seemed like he was done making movies so you know um you know who knows if he could have come back and done something i think it would have been kind of fun to see like you know like maybe like you know a, a, a conan the, or no not a conan a tarzan um like reunion kind of thing can, or something like that they can get you know joe lara back and of course let's not forget about uh your buddy uh frank zagarino and of course 
slash Gallagher. You know, he's still around. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Evan Lurie. Evan Lurie. Yeah, they well, seem I mean, to make a comeback. But it's true because, you know, Stallone was able to get Gary Daniels, who we're talking about today, yeah. to be in The Expendables, which obviously went to the theater. So yeah. it, all it would take would be like a director familiar with him, like a Tarantino, to put him in a small role, you know, and, and he'd be back on the, or I don't even know about back, but he'd be on the big screen. Yeah. It was awesome to see Gary Daniels on the big screen because we can mention that later in the, uh, when you get more deep into the episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, I mean, I think you know, as you know, maybe as a transition from from Lara um, mm-hmm. to Daniels, I think oh, Daniels is kind of like the top of the the tier, right? Of the guy. Yeah, oh yes, I would agree with that. Didn't mm-hmm. make it, or didn't you know, or like like kind of like you've got your Dolphs and your your Van Dams and your Seagals that are kind of the next tier up. That are kind of guys that did big screen stuff and then came down. Maybe the next tier is maybe you know, I think maybe Decascos might be a little yeah. bit ahead of. Daniels, I don't know if maybe he's like kind of in between the tiers. Um, I don't know if that's how you maybe maybe it's not a tier, maybe it's a spectrum, right? It's like, like a, or maybe yeah, like the color yeah. wheel, right? Yeah, exactly. like, you know, Jeff Speak would probably be in the middle a little bit because he always went to the theater. So. Right, Speakman would kind of represent that sort of going from theater to video sort of transition, you know, because you know when Perfect Weapon came out, I think. The movie studios probably thought, okay, here's a guy that is going to go to the theater, you know, to compete with the other big name action stars of the day, because that was what was big at the time, much more so than today. And so he was just another guy that was going to be in the theater and just didn't happen to turn out that way, because I think the popularity of action, at least in America, I didn't I. I don't know about other countries, but here, that that initial wave of that that great time of the late '80s into the early maybe mid '90s, with the, where action here in the U.S. was at its peak. And let's not forget about Don the Dragon. Obviously, he should be in the uh, hierarchy somewhere. Yeah. So. Well, he did mention in that interview on the Whatever It Takes disc that uh, out of all the movies he made where he was the star, none of them lost money. Well, because he's entertaining, and you only get eighty minutes of kicking. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't help but enjoy that. But I thought that was an interesting statistic that, you know, he had such a fan base at the time, I'm sure worldwide, that his movies didn't lose money. You know, he was a he was a proven kind of money earner. And I'm sure Roger Corman was happy about that. Was Fred was Fred uh, smoking a cigar during his interview? Yes, he was. <laughs> yeah, to be, yeah. I mean, that's what he does now in movies. Is it? I mean, I mean, he's in his 80s, so it's not like you can okay. expect him to be going into a movie and just be like, like roughhousing and everything like that. I, I just can't believe I said roughhousing. I'm, I'm definitely showing my age there a little bit. But I'm like, you, 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 you horsing around. Yeah, 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 horseplay. Yeah. yeah, you Fred Williamson, you're gonna break your neck with all that horseplay and rough, roughhousing and stuff like yeah. But um, but uh, but no, it seems like he just kind of drives around and smokes cigars in, in a lot of his films now, and and, and it works. I mean, that's, that's you know, I mean, you know, sometimes that's enough to make the movie that he's in if it's just enough of that. But, um, <laughs> well, in the interview, he mentioned how he was 82, I think he said, and my jaw dropped. I mean, he does not look 82. He, he doesn't. In the 30s, yeah, he was born in the 30s. So um, I can't yeah. believe that. If you yeah. saw this, if you people who watch this interview or any sort of current interview with Fred, you won't believe it. He does. He he looks fantastic for his age. He really does. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think for a football player, I think he he kind of got out of the football player thing sooner than you know, like because at that time when he played in the 60s, you know, the players really beat the crap out of each other. I mean, they, right. You know, well, that's how we got to name the hammer. Famous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He got the name right. He got the name, you know. And I think he. I mean, who, who knows? It, it, I, I say he got out at the right time. It's possible, you know. I think he he may have had trouble finding uh, teams after a certain point. It's kind of how 
football is where, you know, they just sort of move on. And there weren't a lot of teams at that time compared to now. Um, but, you know, he transitioned into acting. And it, it's interesting because it's almost like, you know, for most people, an NFL career, that's like a huge thing. Like, that's like, a big deal but for right. him he had an even bigger movie career after it's like you know like you, you think of like what what players do after they re retire you know and you're only in your 30s at that point when you retire from a professional sport but you know he had this amazing like even bigger movie career than just being in the nfl oh yeah and he and he did his own stunts at least on whatever it takes because apparently he had a stunt guy and apparently fred told him to go home <laughs> because he said, oh, no, I'll do it. You know, he and he was perfectly willing, even though when he made whatever it takes, he was older than right. most of the rest of the cast, if not all of them. And yeah. so they fully prepared to give him a stuntman. And he said, no, you know, people want he said people want to see me hit the floor, <laughs> I think was his quote. They don't want to see so, you know, his fans want to see him do yeah. this stuff. And so he was very loyal to his fans and very um, open to doing his own stunt work. You know, well, yeah. it's amazing because. Um, the fight between Donald Dragon and Fred was pretty good, actually, for what you get. Oh, yeah. He said they worked on He said it's really different for him because, yeah. you know, he has those rules, you know, where yeah. he said, I don't lose my fights. Um, what are they? I don't die in the movie and I get the girl. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but that's usually he's the hero. He's the hero in most of his movies. Here, he's the bad guy. So they had to kind of work around his sort of rules. Um, but I'll leave people to watch the interview yeah. to, uh, we're, to, we're, to, you know, to learn more about that. Well, we probably should go back to Daniels. Yes, Daniels. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, and I think, you know, I mean, yeah, and it's kind of funny because, you know, one of the ways I was going to start the, the conversation about Daniels is saying how, like, you know, kind of out of all of the, the, the big name DTV guys, I mean, he he has the second most movies on the direct-to-video connoisseur site, actually. <laughs> he's um He's the only other person other than Dolph who has more than 50 uh, films reviewed that's on the a, site. That's, a, that's fantastic for your site there. Yeah, and and people always think that you know people always think oh it's got to be like Eric Roberts has the most or somebody like that. <laughs> um, but no, I mean part of the reason I think why Eric Roberts doesn't have the have as many as some of these other guys is just that like if he's not in it with somebody else. I don't really watch it for the site because it's like, well, what am I, I'm going to watch a movie that has Eric Roberts for five minutes and nobody else in it, you know, just to say I, I did an Eric Roberts movie. I know there's the um, that the, the podcast there. Uh, Eric Roberts is the man that um, that kind of goes into much more. You know, they, they're trying to do all of his movies. Um, so I'll kind of leave that. That's going to be a long process because exactly. he has like 500 movies. I mean, I'm telling you, they did a good job. I've, I've listened to some of their podcasts. Yeah. So. I, they're good it's just like yeah i mean i mean you know like if i'm gonna watch a movie that just has eric roberts in one location sitting behind a desk uh, <laughs> his one scene it's like i hope somebody else is in the movie um so that's why yeah that's why eric roberts doesn't get on the site as much because you know what he am i reviewing right if, it, if it's not you know he might yeah, be uh, coming up in one of the movies i have maybe as an honorable <laughs> mention i'll try to well, not only that, I mean, he's in every type of movie you could imagine. He's not just in action movies. He's in all kinds of movies. So you'd have to be kind of discerning as to the genre of Eric Roberts' movie. Right. And and I tend to do more action here on the site. We, I think it's kind of one of those things I think, you know, I, I had never intended the site to be about action. Um, you know, I know we were talking about, um, you know, <coughs> the erotic thrillers that were big in the 90s for DTV. Yeah. Um, you know, I was expecting to do more of those. Um, I was expecting to do more comedy because you know, we, we used to, my friends and I used to always rent DTV <coughs> comedy, uh, you know, for, for like sleep overnights and things like that. Uh, so you know, I was expecting more of that. But it seems like I think action seems to be the area where fans seem to you know people i don't know what it is but it's, i think there's a bigger audience for dtv action than any of the other ones because 
maybe because if 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 it's done low budget for action, there's still like a fun to it. Where it's like you know, like if, like if horror is done low budget, um, a lot of times people just look at it like, oh man, I don't like those special effects or whatever. Yeah, you know, sci-fi, like, it's like, oh yeah. yeah, I'd rather watch something that's much more you know thought provoking or whatever. I don't know what you know. Whereas like action, it's like, oh you know, John Motz is like just you know trashed a table. That's fantastic. Or you just picked up a refrigerator. You know, this is amazing. And, and so I don't know, maybe that's, that's well. And I do think. Oh, sorry. Just, and the other thing is that there are a lot of websites and podcasts devoted to horror yeah. and other genre affair there's relatively few about action yeah. you know there are some i mean there's you there's us there's others but it compared to horror and other genre there there's not as many so i think people are probably hungry for any sort of material about action because there's relatively less of it i think so we're trying to fit the bill you know we're all, mm-hmm. we're all trying to fit it Right. Yeah. And I think that's maybe where Daniels comes in for us because he he is kind of one of those guys that, you know, we, you, you, like you said, it was great to see him on the big screen in The Expendables, but he's kind of like one of those guys that really you only know if you're in the DTV action world. Right. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Like, out of all the people that went to go see The Expendables in the theater, what percentage, if you just give me a number, do you think. Both of us? Well, no, no, well, yeah, yeah. I'll ask both of you this question. I'll ask Matt first. Yeah. I, out of all the people that went to go see Expendables in the theater, how many, in, in percent terms of percentage, do you think were happy and excited and knowledgeable and cognizant of the fact that Gary Daniels was there amongst everybody else? Yeah, that's hard to say. A good percent, you know. I mean, it, it could be maybe maybe 25% and maybe that's being mm. generous, but I feel like maybe because when the Expendables came out, I mean, actually, no, you know, you, you make a great point. Maybe it's a lower percentage because I think Expendables attracted more people that didn't go the DTV route like we did. You know, there were a lot of action fans who just stayed big budget action fans. It's right, moving into right. like, you know, Fast and Furious or Marvel movies or whatever. And I think those people were not going to see Daniel. So I think you're right. Cause that movie did better than people thought it was going to do. I think we thought it was just going to be us DTV guys yeah, that right. were, you know, going to watch it. Um, so yeah, it may be like 10 to 15%, maybe, maybe oh. just closer. All right, Ty, what do you that. think? I would actually agree with that because he, the big scene of the movie for me was when you had Eric Roberts, Stone Cold, Gary Daniels, and Dolph all in one scene. Yes. So, and you know what I said, Brett? I could just, you know, I could stop. I could just stop living. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, mean I think to us, before The Expendables came out, we were saying, you know, it has all these people, of course, you know, the cast is amazing, and it has Gary Daniels. Yeah. I remember we were talking about that. It's like we yes. finally get to see Gary Daniels on the big screen. I remember having that conversation. And he had a decent role. In it. And it was, when you see him in the credits, you know, that's always so great. It's like, Gary Daniels. Gary Daniels? It's like you only see him on your, you know, on your small screen. Right. So, I mean, for, at least for us as the, you know, kind of died in the wool action fans, it, that was not just something that washed over us. It was a draw to the movie. Yeah. So it showed they yeah, actually draw. cared. Like instead of just getting the big names that you'd expect, Stallone actually took the time and, you know, had the wherewithal to kind of throw us a bone, you know, get, yeah. get, get someone like Daniels. Like what you do. 
Recoil, the good movie. Okay, well, I'm sure we'll get to that. But um, so, you know yes. what I said? It's like I like Recoil, the good movie. Oh, <laughs> thank you for translating that. Yeah, I translated English. Yeah, right. That's the problem with us being an audio-only podcast. We don't have subtitles, so we can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Usually, I have to transcribe or put subtitles on Stallone impression, but <laughs> and sometimes Arnold as well. Arnold, I. <laughs> Or I don't oh, no, sorry, Trench. Church no, Trench. Was Bruce Willis. Oh, Trench was Arnold. Yeah, no, Trench was Arnold. Church was Bruce Willis, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Bruce. At least you get to see him in the movie. He's not, you don't see any uh, Shemps. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, when it's a big budget thing like that, yeah, there's no Shemps. But when it's a <laughs> direct-to-video thing shot in Michigan with Thomas Jane, then yeah, yeah Shemps. Shemps. Yeah, yeah, yeah Shemps in Michigan. Usually it's Bulgaria. Okay. Yeah. Wait, yeah, Shemps of Plenty. That could be maybe an upcoming <laughs> idea. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Shemps of Plenty. Yeah. Yeah, we could go with that. <laughs> yeah, that but is yeah, great. We'll, we'll do the, the, we have what? I have five Daniels. Yeah, um, I've got five as well. And I think, yeah. you know, just, you know, to give a quick background, I mean, we did do, I did a Daniels episode with um Simon from Explosive Action back last fall, almost a year ago, actually. Oh, wow. That was when Daniels hit the 50 mark on uh, when he, you know, he had his 50th movie being reviewed. That was um, Skin Traffic, and yeah, that's that might be on the list. Yeah, and, and I mean that was the only time. That's the only time, other than this time right now, that we'd given Daniels his due. So I think when when we were talking about what what we should do for another episode on here, uh, Daniels, it did seem like it's, it's necessary to do another one. I mean. I don't know how many Dolph episodes I've done on here before. So, um, and, and Seagal, I've done tons of Seagal ones. Um, and I think I've even done a couple Don the Dragons and things like that. So I think, um, you know, it's good to give Daniels another shot on here. Oh, I definitely agree. Yeah. I mean, the more do we can give him, the better, because, I, I mean, not only is he great, but I think, you know, he's a fan favorite. And I think people out there probably want to hear what we have to yeah, say about yeah, him. Yeah, definitely underrated. I mean, I'll go jump into number five. Unless you want to start first, nope, Matt. nope. Go, by all means. I'm trying to change. I changed up a little bit. So um, number five, I picked Capital Punishment. Oh, oh interesting. interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> that, was, that, that was That's definitely a good little curveball choice there, yeah. Ty. I like that, right. though. Because the movie is, is so junky, but you can't help but <laughs> love it. You know, because was uh, Goon say, Brad, like, like uh, 50, 50 or something. He says, Oh yeah. Just his line deliveries. Yeah. I think he's this classic blonde ponytailed goon. And yeah. I forget why he says it, but his line delivery is so priceless. Yeah. Like he was 50, 50. Like, yeah. it's almost like he forgot what the other half is supposed to be. But like 50. maybe in his mind, it's like 50, 25 or something. And like, he <laughs> forgot. And then he's like, Oh yeah. 50, 50. Like, and, and, but, but Daniels has a bunch of killer lines in it too. Yeah. And he delivers them a lot better. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but but for that alone, and there's one particular line. I don't know if we want to spoil what it is, but Daniels has a killer um, a catchphrase in the movie. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, let's, oh, we'll, we'll say spoil. it. So, Ty, so, go for it. We'll oh. say it, but but um, just the warning: if you don't want to hear it, <laughs> skip it. Fast forward. Okay, I'll try to say it quick so you can, people can fast That's forward okay. quick. But you know, he's being up the guy with the uh, the payphone, and he's or the, no, the bag of change. It's like a bag of change. Yeah, yeah, it's just a bag of change. He beats him over him a bag of change, and then he says, "Keep the change." <laughs> <laughs> and it's shot from this low angle, like the camera's yeah. like on the ground, and you see him, and he's towering above the guy, and it's just great. His delivery is great. The line was great. It's it's moments like that that DTV action is all about. Yeah, you see that? Is. Yeah, go ahead. 
I was gonna say, I mean, this one is just it's it's so it, I think it was it was it was poorly edited, but it was poorly edited yes. in this way that's almost like um was it Sgt. Pepper? What what album was it the Beatles did where like they would do a song and they would just like cut the the audio up and then just like throw it up in the air and put it back together or something like that? I mean that seems either could be Sgt. Pepper, could be the white album also, because they did a lot of stuff like that on there. Yeah. Um, it, it feels there are there are moments that feel like that where it's like you know one moment I think I was writing a time like one moment he's getting interrogated and the next moment like he's just like somewhere else and and it's like things are just all over the place I think I, I don't want to I think I might be confusing this one with another one that has like a um uh, an LTD a black LTD that's supposed to pretend to be a police car um so I think that's a different one uh, different could that be American one. Street Fighter when American Street lo- Fighter yes yeah <laughs> but I think these are all Cynixel right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Mel Novak's in it. Uh, <laughs> Your buddy. David Carradine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Ian Jacklin, that's right. He was in this one as well. I mean, it's, 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 I, I'm, I'm excited that you put this one on your list because I, I, this is, a, this was a, a fun one for me yeah. as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's the word. It's very fun. It's entertaining. It, it moves. The pace is great. It has, um, screw loose. That's the, yeah, thing. but that's, those are the type of movies I personally yeah. love where, yeah, there's something a little off about it. Maybe something's lost in translation. There's some, as you know, I love bad acting. There's a lot of bad acting. There's, um, just a lot of things about the movie that are just really lovable and um, and it delivers the action so it, it's really a great movie so what'd you pick for number five matt so my number five is one of the three pmrs uh oh, riot uh-huh. um also riot. Riot. A top okay. five christmas movies list if we were doing that yes <laughs> oh yeah a very action christmas maybe we could do that in december right. okay i'll, I'll write that down yeah um yeah i mean it it, it, it i think for me, with the three R's of of PM, this is you know this is of course it, it's third on my list of those, which I, I guess I'm I'm giving away then. <laughs> yeah, Riot's number on three list on my list. Right. So. Yeah. Um. It's it. Yeah. I mean, it's I, I think it's it does what you. I mean, it's it's really great PM entertainment, and it, I think you know great action work by Daniels. Um. You know, you've got uh, Napes Charles Napier. I just called him <laughs> by the nickname. <laughs> Charlie Napes. Right, exactly. I guess if people aren't listening to, uh, to to previous episodes, they won't know that we refer to him. I call him Napes, but uh, but yeah, Patrick Hill. I mean, it's it, it just it's a solid actioner, and I think it's it's you know for me for Daniels, it really kind of showcases what he can do. Um, and and yeah, and it, it kind of has like a kind of like the, the Warriors kind of feel where they're like going through yeah like, yeah, yeah that kind of deal. Well, and and not to bury the lead, but uh, his sidekick, his buddy, is Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah. Yeah, so so he's great as boxers, <laughs> and he puts his boxing sort of skill into the fight scene. Or at least he's yeah. in at least one fight scene. It's a bar fight, I believe, and he's yeah. like he's like basically boxing the guy, but without yeah, gloves. Yeah, it's really funny with yeah. the with the point of view shot of him just boxing and punching. Right. Just like... <laughs> yeah. well, in a way, when you think about it, right, getting. Sugar Ray Leonard for this movie, it's almost akin to getting. I mean, it was 1996 when they made this, so it's kind of around the, the same time where they get Anna Nicole Smith for um, <laughs> Skyscraper. So it was probably, I guess, you know, the, the same way that they had to have a, a love scene shoe or a couple of love scenes shoehorned into Skyscraper. I guess they had to shoehorn some boxing in for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say it was a golden time for, um, I won't say stunt casting, but let's just say interesting casting. Yeah. Like, you know, in the DTV world, you could do that. You could say, hey, we'll get Anna Nicole Smith, we'll get Sugar Ray Leonard. I don't know if a big budget Hollywood movie would be willing to take that sort of risk. Well, look at yeah. Tanya Harding. There's that movie. Was it like Breakaway? Something like that. 
always I, wanted to I, see that. She's like, in, I don't think she shoots people, but she's in the movie. It's acting. Yeah. Acting. Tanya Harding acting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially the 90s. It seems like the like it's the problem nowadays, right, is that because there are so few films that make it to the theater, I mean, maybe that's changing after after uh, what's happened the past year, but with so few films making it to the theater, a lot of big names do DTV stuff. So then it's like, there's no point like of, of the novelty of having like a, you know, Tanya Harding or, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard and Nicole Smith in your movie, because you've got, you know, Bruce Willis in the movie and then his fake shemps for, for the rest <laughs> of the time. But, you know, it's like, like, oh, Bruce Willis, I've heard of him. Sugar Ray Leonard, that's a bit odd. I don't know. Yeah, I can't do that. that is, but see, I can't but back in the, in the video, story days is like hmm, sugar ray leonard that's interesting you know i'm gonna take a chance right i think people were more open-minded probably back then i mean maybe people are hungry for this sort of thing now they're just not yeah. doing it but i think people were open-minded back then and you know they browse to their video store and they pick up point doom and they go oh sebastian bach okay yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> right because the makers of whatever it takes yeah, I mean, that was how you, I mean, that was a lot of how movies were rented back then. I mean, people talk about like, oh, if it's a really cool cover. And I think that is part of it. The cool cover was part of it. But the name on the cover was no, no I guess not just the name on the cover. Actually, probably more important is the name on the TV guide. Right. When you're in the TV guide looking through something and you mm-hmm. see Bryant and you see, you know, Gary Daniels, like, well, I don't know who Gary Daniels is, but I know who Sugar Ray Leonard is. That's <laughs> interesting. And it's like, oh, I'll check this movie out. It's uh, right. That's true. It could exactly act as a sort right. of gateway. Yeah, the, the scrolling guide, the preview channel. Yeah, and if, you, and if you don't look. miss it, you'll see it. So if you <laughs> then you have to wait until it comes wait. back around. It's like, and then then it goes away because it's like the end of the movie. Like, oh, I missed it. It's like, <laughs> and then you, but but while you're waiting, you get to watch some great trailers for Hologram Man, Galaxis, and yeah. other movies. That's what I, and I used to show a lot about Virtuosity, which is uh, the best movie of all time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Well, I know <laughs> you're you're Mr. Virtuosity, but yeah, um, I know. But yeah, but Riot, you know, as you said, it's part of the three R's. Yeah. You know, it's the not reading, writing, arithmetic, but I guess I'll fill in the rest of that sentence later. Yeah. Right, we'll fill the rest of them later. I, I like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Two well, yeah. of them are wrong. That's the thing. <laughs> as you said, yeah, well, that's what's funny about the three R's. Yeah. Great right, education exactly. system we got there. As they say. <laughs> right, right. In this case, in this case, they are actually all R's. In yes. All case. There, there's yeah. no W's. There's no. I mean, I guess, I guess technically you could spell right with a W if you wanted to, but <laughs> but it's not that uh, way. So yeah, we're good. Well, when you say they're all R's, they're also they're also all R's. O U R S because. You know, there are choices in our movies. Hey, good point. Good point. It's all coming back. I mean, right? Yeah, that's my number three pick. Um, number four is Rage. So another R. That's R's. another one of the three R's of Daniels. There we go. We're right back into another one there. I don't wonder if that's yours. If you have any overlap. Yeah. But, so uh, I have Ray. I have Rage um, number three actually as well. So you had yeah. Riot three. I had Rage yeah. three. So all right. So <laughs> I'll count that as overlap. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But it's a classic PM. It's you know it's Gary doing what he does best. It's fun. I watched a couple of years ago, and it was like, okay, this still delivers. Is this the one with the fight in the mall? And there's a video yes. store. Yes, yeah. and there's PM movies in the background. <laughs> yeah, they have all these posters for PM movies in the video store. It's great. In the mall, so there's a video store in the mall, which is really cool. So. Yeah, also has um, Mark Metcalf, um, of course, from the Twisted. From well, he was from, uh, you know, he's in, in Animal House is probably bigger, but the Twisted Sister commercial. So it's like the entire movie. Every time like he shows up in the movie, it's um, just like, you know, is that a Twisted Sister pin on your lapel? You know. <laughs> yeah, you think he's gonna ask Gary Daniels what he wants to do with his life? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Who always loves that? 
I bet he doesn't. He, I bet he does not get sick of that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I. I. For me, yeah. I think this again. You know. Um. Of course, I had it a little higher th- th- than mm-hmm. you did, but I, I don't think you can ever go wrong with the three R's. Um. For PM Daniels, it just it's another one that just delivers. And I think you know this one. I think yeah, this one or Riot. It's like there's a sense when you're watching this of like, man, this guy's really good. Like yeah, like, that's what we were saying when we were watching. This guy's really talented. Yeah, because he he doesn't just you know deliver the action goods, which of course he does, but like probably far more than most. But his acting is really good in the movie too. Yeah, he's likable. See, it's all about being likable. Yeah, we always say likable because you know to, to paraphrase the back of the uh, box for Under the Gun with Richard Norton, likable action star Richard Norton. Yeah. I think he, which yeah. it actually yeah. says on the back of the box. The I think that could apply to both Richard Norton and Gary Daniels. There's something likable about his presence. He doesn't even have to do anything really. He yeah. he's just you just like him. Because you got the floppy kind of '90s hair. He's always he's like smiling, but he's still gonna beat you up. It's great. Yeah, the accent too. Like one accent thing helps. we should point out about Gary Daniels is he has never done a film with an American accent, as far as I know. <laughs> Good. Well, I think that's to be applauded. You know, so yeah, many yeah. times they try to Americanize you, and he probably just said no. But you know, that's, I think that's great. And or very savvy producers probably realized, hey, that's part of his charm. Why would we get rid of it? Yeah, because, I mean, would, would any of us have looked at Riot or Rage, you know, and said, boy, I don't really like this. I don't really buy the fact that a Brit would be in L.A. like this. Like, well, how did he get – how did this, this Englishman get here? You know, like, <laughs> I, I, I can't buy any of it. No. It, yeah, it, I, I think zero people thought that. You know. <laughs> this, is, this is like, this is like uh, Schwarzenegger being American cop or whatever like that, or, or Van Damme being uh... – American. Yeah, that's true. Their their accents were much thicker and more impenetrable than uh, yeah. than Daniels ever was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it is something that I, I. It seems like Isaac Florentine in particular, when he works with Scott Adkins, he always makes Scott Adkins use a different accent. And I do feel like you know when he works with Jesse V. Johnson, Jesse V. Johnson, maybe because he's a fellow Brit, is just like no, just you know, no, you're, you're English. That's the whole point. And and I think you know. They could learn from from Daniels because Daniels, I mean, maybe or maybe not, maybe you know, because Atkins, I think, it's in some levels, he's gotten a little bit more successful than Daniels in some of these things. But um, it always worked with Daniels, I think, and and nobody was ever looking at it like, you know, why why did this guy have an accent? You know, why you know, it's like, no, he's he's Gary Daniels. As long as he's beating the crap out of people and doing it really well cinematically, it, it works for us. Yeah. Oh, it's just icing on the cake, really. <laughs> exactly. And um, what is your number three? Or did, well, I said Kevin yeah, so, and Rage. So your three yeah, so is Rage. Four. So I actually have four, a different yeah. four. And speaking yeah. of Isaac Florentine, who I just brought yeah. up, and, and he doesn't make uh, Daniels lose his accent in this. Uh, this is Cold Harvest is my. Oh, mm-hmm. good choice. That was, that's on my honorable mentions. A good, oh, nice. good choice, though. Yeah. yeah and, and, of course, we, we talked about Brian Genesee, I think, or Janess. Is it Genesee? Yeah. I think it's Genesee. I think it's Genesee. I, I think yeah. it's Genesee. Yeah, that's what I remember from the, the Street Justice commercials that were on. They, they, every Friday night, um, my hometown, um, they, or in the, my area, they had um, Street Justice and Renegade on Friday nights. Um, so. I mean, what, what, I, what do I know? I mean, yeah. that's what a time machine is made for. Go back to that. <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I remember that. That was like a Friday night thing. Cause it was this, this cha- the station WNDS. It was like a independent station out of New Hampshire. And they had this um this really high-pitched weatherman, Al Caprillion. So anybody who's <laughs> listening out here from the New Hampshire area, you might remember Al Caprillion. Um, he was uh, immortalized in a bobblehead um, in, uh, <laughs> for the Lowell Spinners minor league baseball team. They made a bobblehead of it. But uh, yeah, he'd be like, high pressure. When, uh, when he did, did <laughs> well, it's like, high. Oh, 
on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But um, I think like Star Trek The Next Generation um, reruns were on that channel. Things like that would be on there. And I just remember they would just show commercials all week, you know, Renegade and Street Justice. And I'd be like, oh, I can't wait for Friday night to watch, you know. Nice. That's awesome. You know, I love you're that. You're a kid. Yeah. You're, you're not like, I'm going to go out and cause cause trouble on a Friday. And I'm like, no, I'm going to watch Renegade and <laughs> Street Justice. Yeah, you're not going to do some wilding. You're just going to watch it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, speaking of wilding, you know, the announcers don't always say the names right. Right. You know, oh, so yeah. if in the in the commercial they might say Brian Genesee, but it might not be kind of like the uh, the trailer. For, I think it's Wilding, where they say yeah, well, Wings Houser, Wings Houser, and Joy Travolta. So this would be uh, Carl Weather and Brian <laughs> Genesee. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they actually got both names wrong in that Wilding, or at least presumably, uh, you know, his name isn't Joy. I don't think. It's, no. It's, <laughs> I just got a copy. I just got a copy yesterday. A wilding for a good price. Oh, did you? You were yeah, looking at it because you had it once, right? Or, or was that um, one that, that Mo had? Mo had it, and yeah. then he didn't give it to me. I said, "Can you give it to me for free?" He said, "No." <laughs> then, maybe not the best offer on your part, you know, but okay. I, well, we're friends, so it's even for free, bro. But then he said no. I was like, "No, dude." And then um, I found my own just recently. So the thing about going back in time, though, to watch Street Justice and Renegade, that's more fun. The one talks about killing a certain mustachioed dictator when he's a baby. <laughs> we won't say who. But see, this yeah, it could be any thing. of them. <laughs> Just go and watch Street Justice and Renegade. That's way more fun. Yeah, it's funny because somebody was talking about how, you know, when, when, when Back to the Future, when, um, you know, McFly goes back to the um, – to the 50s how it's kind of it's different from the 80s but it's not so different from the 80s but like if a kid from the 20 you know from 2020 goes back to like the early 90s they'd be like well how do you use a phone book you know how do you um, how do you use a rotary phone if you had to deal with a rotary or use a pay phone or something like that like things like that and so it is kind of funny to think like you know yeah if you send a kid back in time to be able to do you know street justice and uh and, and renegade on a, on, a, on a you know friday night they might be completely lost in the 90s like on you know Oh, Lost in the Night, that could be the title of the movie, you know. <laughs> that sounds like a podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have to log this one. We're, we're actually logging an idea in real time on, yeah. on the podcast for the, the, the No Subject episode. <laughs> well, that. Also, we have a, a very action Christmas yeah. idea. Yeah, that we can exactly. Do. Yeah, we're, we're definitely. And I might, I may have an honorable mention for the the, the Christmas one actually. For, okay, great. Uh, we're coming up. Here. Um, but I don't yeah. know if there's more you want to say about Cold yeah, Harvest. Of course, but... I think it's an underrated movie. I think because it has the classic Isaac Florentine like right. noises. Yeah. You can help but enjoy that. And Barbara Crampton, and it's fun. Yeah. So. I, I think it might be one of the best. I, I think Genesee, and it, you know, a lot of times when you see names on the cover like Daniels and Genesee. Mm-hmm. The, the way the movie is carried out, you don't get to – it's not fulfilled. Like those the, those names being on the cover, for whatever reason I, – I don't want to say like they don't deliver because it's not always their fault that the movie doesn't work out the way that it shows the two of them. But this was one where it really delivered on those two names being on the cover, which I thought was really good too. Yeah. I got to find a copy. I haven't had trouble finding a copy for years. Yeah. So, yeah. How, wait, I remember how I, no, I never had a copy. I think – I'm trying to remember how I ended up watching it. It it may have been one that I downloaded. I may have that oh, might okay. have been how I got it. Um, cause I don't remember. No, it it may have been on like the YouTube, early, yeah, YouTube like, or old Netflix disc. Oh, it might have been a Netflix one. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the pictures on on IMDb, and the cover looks very much like um, 
the one it, it looks very much like it would have been an old Netflix disc. So I think that might have been how I did that one. Yeah, well, that's a good choice. And, a really uh, good choice. I think people should watch that more. People forget about Cold Harvest. I think yeah. it's a good choice. Yeah. Well, because the title it doesn't, you know, it sounds like it would be like a drama with like Barbara Hershey or something. It doesn't sound like uh, it doesn't necessarily sound like an action movie off the bat. Just if you just heard the title, right? Alan Rickman and Barbara Hershey and Cold Harvest. You know, it's just like yeah, you know, they're, they're like sitting around a Thanksgiving table. They're they don't have any food. It's like they're poor. Yeah, I get to see um, this. It's yeah. definitely wintry. You know, it's like and it all looks sad. Right. So. The big house like barn like house with a wagon wheel leaning up yeah, exactly exactly like i can't do an alan rickman impression but you know mr potter i don't have any food you know it's right. like you know mr hershey or mrs hershey i don't know again it's, like, right. it's getting a little ridiculous here so it's like but i can't yeah, watch it with yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know with like uh the remains of the day or shadowlands or oh, yeah, um, Shadow. some movie nice. like that those are nice sleeping pills, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. <laughs> or maybe it could be a, a delightful comedy like Cold Comfort Farm. <laughs> Never seen that one. It's a delightful comedy for all ages. Uh, um, I, I don't remember. I think I have actually seen it, but it, at the, when it came out on video at the time, so my memory is very fuzzy. Or uh, what, Remains of the Day. I mean, I'm assuming these merchant items. I think I've seen that too. Right the day. That's the one with Anthony Hopkins, right? It's based yeah. on the novel. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think I started that because it had Christopher Reeves in it um, as the, the ugly American character. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> so I think well, I started that's bad casting because he was a real hunk. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. He was he was meant to be like the hunky. But yeah, that, that, that I, yeah, that he was he was supposed to be like brash and loud, didn't understand right. English, you know, English traditions. Right. That that. Um, that Stevens was, was uh, yeah, Anthony Hopkins was so so keen on. I've never seen it because, you know, I, I can sleep at a later time. I just need to watch it. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't finish it, actually. I think I, I, think I started, because my, my wife has seen it, and I think we were, we were going to watch it together, um, and one of us fell asleep, I think, and we just went off. I think that's actually what happened. <laughs> Remains of the day, more like rest of the night. Yeah. <laughs> we can just end it there. We can just stop. <laughs> Well, um, I think yeah. both, of our, Goodbye, so both of our number threes were already so. So your yeah. number was riot, and mine was rage. rage. Yeah, so there was like a, a switcheroo, you know. <laughs> yeah. So what was your number two time? Okay, I have Blood Moon. No way. No. Number two as well. So we can. Yeah. Hey, we get it. We got the overlap. Oh. Yeah, so. <laughs> yes. Overlap. Yes. <laughs> um, the VHS the has a lenticular cover. Yes. So it's half Daniels and uh, great uh, half Darren Shavali. Darren Shavali, who also passed away not that long ago. Yeah, a couple of years ago, very young, like forty-three, yeah. I think. Did he like die and I'm like running or something? He, like just kind of keeled over, right? Yeah, he had a heart attack. Yeah, yeah it was it's very sad. sad. Yeah, it is. He was great as the bad guy in this, and he was great in everything he did. You know, he always stood out because he was really good in Blood Moon. That's how I, you know, knew this guy. Like, who is this guy? I want to watch more of his movies. 
Right. And I think that was the thing, too, is he never quite got the same role that he if, if you really go deep. Right. And I haven't really gotten this deep before, but he did some Philippine action films that are available mm. on YouTube where okay. it sounds like maybe he was the star in those. But, you know, he did a lot of films with people like like Van Damme, where he just didn't get big roles. And word on the street is that it was starting to happen for him, that he was going to start getting those roles. But, yeah, it, 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 it's a shame because, yeah, he, he definitely had the talent to to. Be, I, mean, I mean, I'm looking at the IMDb, and he doesn't even make the top three names. Um, you mm. know, it's Gary Davis, and, and Frank Gorshin are the top three. Oh, <laughs> classic Gorshin, classic Gorshin. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess I kind of get that part. Like, I mean, I guess Chuck Jeffries was the co-star, so I guess I get that. And and, and if you have any alums from the, the old Batman show, I guess they say. So, so long as you at least number four on the cast list, he's not. Four. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's interesting. But Gorshin should be number one, obviously. <laughs> Ahead of Gary Daniels. Yes. Gorshin. He'd be on the lenticular cover. Yes. Yeah, it's half, it's half Gorshin, half Shivali. Shivali. Right? Or no, half Gorshin, half Daniels, I was half thinking. Daniels. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, Daniels, hey, wait, Gorshin? What's going on <laughs> They could have made a limited edition where they, you know, did some with half Gorshin, half Daniels. <laughs> I would buy that. I actually would get rid of my old copy and get the Gorshin copy. <laughs> well, you can have both, right? You can, you you can have both. Like, Two yeah, right. I, I, saw, I remember somebody I saw online one time was collecting copies of Jerry Maguire. Oh, yes. I never get that. I just don't understand that obsession. Know, right? like, the movie is you... very bad. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's very irritating. I don't think it's about the movie. I think it's just some sort of hipster or something. Right, like just no, having me... like 30 copies of VHS of, of – of that and i mean the thing that i don't get is like anytime i go to like a used bookstore or something i see like 10 um so what makes you decide to just get one of the 10 instead of just all 10 and have 40 <laughs> which know? is kind of funny like you know i'm gonna buy i'm gonna buy all 10 copies of jeremy Maguire. Like, <laughs> i guess it's funny but it's still kind of ridiculous i think the joke's gone a bit too far at this point yeah yeah, it's like, yeah for sure. there's a whole room in his house devoted to all these jeremy Maguire copies has he ever actually watched the movie? Because if he has, like, he'll just get rid of all of them. <laughs> right. It's just like, oh, wow, this is actually pretty bad. It's like, it's like that yeah. kid is so irritating. Oh, you're head to football or something. I don't know if you've ever seen Jerry Maguire, but. I've never seen it, actually. You're, so, you're missing nothing. Yeah, so, I think the worst part about it was the, the little kid because yeah. every romantic comedy that came after for like a good 10 years, 10 to yeah. 15 years, had to have some kind of precocious little kid that said cute things in it. And yeah. um, I remember, I think I, I watched The Blind Side because I wanted, I, it was mm -hmm. like, I think I wanted to see why, you know, because I, I'd heard the actual story behind The Blind Side, mm -hmm. like, the, like, you know, ESPN did a documentary on, on the, the person it was based on. And of course, you know, that's one of those situations where the documentary is really compelling because it's actual people involved, whereas like the Hollywood version where it's all like, you know, glamorized and everything. And they had added this kid into the movie to make it more mm. Jerry Maguire-y. And I was oh, just, you know. No. Yeah, there's a scene where they're rapping. They're doing like um, I think Sandy's rapping. I think they're doing like bust a move or something. No, no, Sandra Bullock wasn't. No, it was the kid. Oh, um, okay. And, and and then the other guy were, were doing. And and there's a car accident. And I was like, man, I don't think I've ever rooted for a car accident to happen in a movie. You know, <laughs> and that counts all the PM movies that I watch. Where you yeah, just, did it flip over to a right? super flip? It yeah, was like, like it was like so. I was like, oh, thank you. I needed that. You know, I needed that that car accident to, to <laughs> <laughs> rip that scene apart because I couldn't yeah. handle that. Thank you. I just like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah blood moon i mean i remember watching this for the first time like this is really cool i mean yeah. this actually stands out as a, a top daniels did you rent it from the video store back in the day or did you watch it like later for the site yeah i did it for the site i i want to say i, I just look at the review i almost want to say kenner 
told me to get I no I don't have his name on it. You know, the, usually I would say like you know Ketter from uh, Movies in the Attic told me to watch this, but mm. no. Um, oh oh no, it was um this person um elementary beatbox operator who I've uh, seen him around in your comments. <laughs> yes, he was like you you should check out Blood Moon and White Tiger. Um, yeah, those are good. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was just like, wow, you know, that's, yeah, let's check out blood moon. And, and so that was what got me in. And I, I got it from, from Netflix. And, um, and, and then I think it was the other thing too, is it one of those, one of those Netflix movies where, um, they tell you it's not available and you're never going to get it. And then suddenly it just shows up <laughs> on your, you know, like, like, Oh, this is, this is shipping today. It's coming from Gaithersburg. Maryland, oh yeah. Shipping like today. That's what I used to say. Right. I forget yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, but you remember that like, you'd have like the, the, what would it be like the saved queue or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Which we still kind of have on uh, system. See, um, remember the friends function? That's something they got yeah, rid of. Where you have your Netflix friends, it was more like social media type thing. Oh, yeah, I do. Like, you, you can see other people's cues. Like that's a privacy concern. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good idea. I get yeah, why they funny. did it because then you could say, "Hey, I want that on my queue," and then you know, yeah. you, you get ideas for stuff to put on your queue. That's happened. That's happened with the friends feature. I remember. Well, I guess that's how Letterbox works now, right? It's like you can be like, "Oh, Just I need about. a movie with an exploding yeah. helicopter. I'll go to the exploding helicopter list and see there's how hundreds, you know, the, the hundreds of movies in there, and see if there's one I haven't seen before that's available or something." <laughs> uh, but, but you know, that's kind of like the thing. It's like you log into net to the to the um to Letterbox, and it's like, "Oh, here's what people just watched." And uh, um, I guess that that's kind of the, the same idea. It's, the thing I really liked about Blood Moon is that all the fights are very like. You know, Hong Kong martial arts, yeah. every single one of them. And they all were perfectly delivered. Yeah. And this yeah. is kind of a horror bent to the movie. Yeah, right? is, especially the beginning. Well, you have a good memory. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Brett. You're about to say, oh, no, I, I was pretty much done. I just thought oh. that, <laughs> that, that most, that, but that edge, that horror edge definitely kind of appeals to me. And I'm sure to others. Yeah, definitely a standout one. And I guess we're, I only have one more left. You know. Yeah, me too. Which I, I guess we, we, we if people uh, who who uh, I guess one thing too is I like guess if, if people listen to our, our PM entertainment list, they probably know what's coming here too. Um, yeah. But at the very least, if you you've already been able to eliminate the first two R's, um, hmm, I wonder what the last one is and, and what the last one is for both of us. I guess yeah, we both pick the same one. I I, yeah. I knew we were going to have some overlap. I wasn't sure. I I thought when um when we both picked uh we had Rage and Riot flipped. Yeah. I had a. Was, I, I was thinking like, okay, well, maybe maybe we both don't have recoil as number one, yeah. but nope, uh, and we out, do. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one just beyond delivers the goods. It's just yeah. Gary Daniels out for revenge. You 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 love it for ninety minutes, and then unfortunately it ends. Yeah, but it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point because how many direct, even good direct to video movies, it's like if they go over 90 minutes, you're like, oh, this is, you know, this is bad. You know, or if you see 100 minutes on there, I think I could have handled 100 minutes of recoil. I think, yeah. I, you know, very, very seldom would I say that about a movie, but this movie. Yeah, yeah. But see, that's what, that's what makes it good. You know, maybe we wouldn't think it's as good if it was longer. It's part of why it's good is because it's you know the length that it is but yeah you're in you're out you it delivers the goods 100 percent. it's just this is everything direct-to-video action movies should be because mm -hmm. that stunt with the bridge where he just jumps off i mean i had to even do that yeah and he said because so, so the way the movie worked was it was directed by art camacho but then acto a, a, sorry action directed by spiro razzatos 
Mm. And um, and I guess like for PM, like he Spiro Razzatos was really good. I mean, like like you know, like I think Camacho was bigger with the martial arts part of it. Like that was kind of more what he. And then I think with the way PM was, it was like, well, you know, if you're if you want to try direct, try your hand at directing. Yeah, by by all means, do that too. And then like Razzatos, I think he did those. I'm wondering too, because yeah, I think that scene at the bridge for me, that's like right up there for the best PM with like sweeper, right? Where, where yeah. um, the, the scene kind of, you know, that, that whole chase and the plane on the, the highway and all of that stuff. It, it's absolutely amazing. It is. And, and uh, last man standing with some yeah. of the amazing work in that movie. Which you talk mm-hmm. about all the time and every our <laughs> podcast, your podcast, you talk about last man standing every time. So yeah. I won't repeat it again. I won't. But it was the golden age of PM and, and certainly, uh, recoil and the three r's rage right and recoil are all definitely part of that you read the the history of the pm thing right brett um, oh yes yes yeah. so that was I, I wish that could be like a real you know i know it's a history online but it could be a book or even could be like a documentary or a documentary you yeah. know it would be like not quite hollywood or the canon yeah. ones made by the australian crew like it could yeah. be something like that it could be like the story of pm that'd be great yeah yeah I mean, it was interesting because you know looking at his um, IMDb bio here because we're talking about the three R's. You know, he does them kind of right in in a row. Like he does Rage in '95, Riot '96, mm-hmm. and Recoil in '98. And um, you know, Blood Moon is right in there in '97. Um, but it, it's interesting because he, you know, Fist of the North Star, I think, is the movie that he thought was going to be his big budget, you know, big screen thing that was going to push him out there. And when that movie what didn't really come out the way everyone was expecting, and it didn't do what everybody was expecting it to do. And, you know, I think you, you look at it, it's like after that, it's like when a lot of his best stuff is, you know, because we think of, you know, I, I mean, a Heat Seeker, of course, that one didn't do so. That was the uh, the Albert Pyun movie. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that one. I, I think I don't remember if I, I I think that was the one that I was like iffy on. Um, I think it's the, the one where, where I think Albert Pyun was trying to do like kind of like some stuff where it was like, you know, he was, he was trying to play with the idea of the of the the tournament movie. Uh, and and you know like enter the dragon and things like that and this idea that like in the future people are getting cybernetic implants to fight better i think that was heat seeker the good idea is firepower right there yeah, was... firepower. Oh, they, oh, i didn't mention that one i could be an honorable mention because uh, uh james hellwig james hellwig uh, sledge you know yeah i it's it's interesting like that period yeah like he you know he daniel's really i mean because we were talking about how like you know there's really no one like like mark you know, Marquini having like 10 years where it's just like every movie was fun and worth watching. But it's interesting about with Daniels because it's like he has that that period of just a few years in the late 90s between like 95 and 98 where he puts out geez, these really great movies that are just, you know, fantastic. I mean, yes, there's some 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 duds in there, Pocket Ninjas, um, you know, probably <laughs> – you know, that was, I think that's the one where um where, where Robert Zadar has comedic scenes in it. Um, uh, so that's maybe not so much. And then Hawks Vengeance, I think, right, was the one where there it was yeah. supposed to be like the fourth um Snake Eater. Movie. Snake yeah, Eater. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't very good either. But yeah, yeah, they all be perfect. No. Yeah, they can't all be winners, as we always say. But then there'll be movies like what's it, American Street Fighter, where um <laughs> where the little kid says, "You're now Ninja Turtle." Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that movie to me is like the, the American Street Fighter is because I mean that's like kind of you're kind of getting early, right? You're you're like not quite to um to like the really great like you know 
Daniel stuff. Like he hasn't quite hit his stride. Right, right, right. Yeah. Of, you know, post Fist of the North Star. But what's great about American Street Fighter is that yeah, that's like another one of those movies where it's just like kind of just like same with um um uh with with Capital Punishment where it's just like they just throw everything into that movie and it's just it, it's kind of like the best of like what we like about DTV action. Yeah, and that's kind of like the era where there was you know he had long hair, usually you know a lot of times in a ponytail. And um, a lot of acid wash jeans, and then yeah, or or American star pants or something like that. Yeah, well, because you know in that early part, you know he'd pop up in small roles in a lot of PM movies, like you know, like, uh, like he's like, oh impact. look, there's yeah, where he's just kind of like one of the fighters in the ring. It's like oh look, it's Gary Daniels. It's kind of fun to spot him because before he became what he was, you know, obviously he had these smaller roles, and now when you go back, you can kind of spot him. You know, yeah. well, let's yeah. not forget about those movies in the Philippines. You know, Final Reprisal. Secret uh, King Mahi, Mahi, yeah, yeah. Those are those are two of my my honorable mentions that I think are just like I think for people that you know you can find them on YouTube and I just think they're really really fun movies. I think we have to, we have to thank Simon Miller for tracking down uh, uh thank from you again. Action. yeah for tracking down Secret of Mahi's Island because that was always that was a big Holy Grail one for us. I remember like yeah, I remember yeah <laughs> yeah like we just look at his IMDb bio and you you see all these other movies and you're like you know. When are we going to see Secret of King Mahi's Island? Like, where, you know, where are we going to find <laughs> that one? We've had that conversation at least 15, 25 times. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> know, it's wow, like, that many times. Wow. I know. People love number jokes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they sure do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I, I think Recoil is that. I mean, I think, I, I don't remember, did we both have that for our number one PM flick, or did you guys have another one for PM? Oh, I'm trying to remember. Um, that might it, be it wasn't one. That, oh, it, it might have been. been it might have been last, or possibly the sweeper, because there was. Yeah. Oh, I think you did have the sweeper, because I think I had sweeper too. Yeah, because that two. holds a special place. Oh, maybe well, zero tolerance is a good one too, but we talked about that already. Oh, that's right, zero tolerance was on. Yeah, cause, yeah. Take I, that, Mick Fleetwood. Yeah, so, you know, when Mick Fleetwood dies, that might be. That was I mean, awesome. He's, he's really passed away in real life, but. Oh well, but sorry, might, but before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that might be one of the best deaths in a PM movie. I and mean, PM yeah. had really great deaths, but I think, yeah, I mean, just the way he just goes into that that casino and just yeah. right between the eyes. There you go. And then he blows up every single car in Las Vegas, then leaves. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. again, that's like another one of these great casting moments where, oh, make Fleetwood. You know, it's. <laughs> <you're>... <laughs> Right. Spoiler alert, he does pass away in the movie, but I guess we already said that. So. Yeah, no, it's, 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 I think even though it's, it, the spoiler alert on that one, I think, because we, we can't describe it in a way that does it justice, I think. That's the thing. That's so it, it's, it's not possible for us to really spoil it. You know, you kind of have a hunch when you watch the movie that, you know, Mick Fleetwood's not long for this world. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that pretty much true. everybody that crosses Robert Patrick is not right. in this world. Um, well, he has zero tolerance. He has yeah. zero <laughs> tolerance. It's like, what a title. I mean, that delivered on the zero tolerance of these criminals, especially Mick Fleetwood. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> um, all right, so we were in agreement. Mention. You know, we're, we're agreement on our number one, so that was pretty cool. So I guess now we're into the honorable mention. I only have one because you already mentioned it, um, oh. which is Cold Harvest. But I know I have one more, I mean, oh, which yeah, sure. is uh, Skin Traffic. Oh yes, yeah. It was something about that. It was just like pure fun, and you got Eric Roberts in more in one scene and out of his office. <laughs> right, right. That, that was the joke, right? Was that yeah. that um he he had to take a plane home anyway, so why yeah. not do a scene in the airplane hangar? Yeah. Uh, yes. as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all right, I, Eric Roberts. Is, I can't believe it. Right, but you know that is a newer one, you know, and it shows that you know. 
Daniels's glory wasn't just in the 90s. He's continued to make stuff throughout the years up till today. I didn't see that vampire one. He's in that, right? It was like immorally yours. Yeah, or, not a good one. Yeah, that one. I think that also has Williamson in it. Um, but yeah, that one. That one didn't do so hot. But but for sure, I think Skin Traffic. I didn't have it yeah. as one of my honorable mentions. But um, it it. I think when when looking at at Daniels, like, I, I think one of the things nowadays with a lot of modern, you know, a lot of DTV guys is that nowadays they just kind of do mail it in type roles. And mm-hmm. there was like kind of there's like a, a real a, a lot of pride that it seemed like he took in playing that part. Oh, 100 percent. There's something just pure about like this is like a real movie you can see maybe in the 90s. You know, all the same people would be in the movie. Mickey Rourke, Jeff Faye, Daryl Hannah, you know, Madsen, of course. Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Madsen. Uh, when, uh, yeah. Madsen uh, talked to Eric Roberts. Um, <laughs> yeah. T- I assume like, you put talk in quotes. Yeah, put talk in quotes. Uh, <laughs> wow. They really hit that well. So it's like, <laughs> well, isn't Dominique Swain in it also? Right, Dominique Swain um, from the the Sean Mullins video. She, uh, she <laughs> right, she what, and, lullaby. What lullaby? Yeah, like that lullaby exactly. Yeah. the Sean Mullins anyway. That, I, I guess people were just like, you know, you can only rip off, you know, uh, Lou Reed once, and then that's it. <laughs> and then you're <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll just go back and listen to the Velvet Underground. That's I'll just, you know, I'm going to go back to listen to my semi-sonic. Right, right? Exactly. <laughs> wow. Isn't that what we were all doing? It could be closing time for this podcast if you want. <laughs> you really, you really could. <laughs> that's what I, maybe I should, uh, I should start playing that for the end. For the, the well, yeah, because it's, yeah, it's kind of like if you're trying to get rid of everyone, it's like, you know, in bars, they'll like flick the lights. Yeah. Like if you put it in closing time, like the opening guitar part, you say, "Okay, time for this podcast to be over." <laughs> right, exactly, that's when yeah, things exactly. close, you know. That's exactly when things close. So it's just like <laughs> yeah. was, that's a great song, I guess. It's like... There was a lot of those one-hit wonders in the '90s. It was like like groups like Semisonic that I think like had like this really big like kind of underground following who just like surface for one song and then come back down. You know, it's like yeah, they're back down now, like fast. Fastball. There's a fastball kind of falls into that because they're both kind of like these power pop type bands that, you know, have other albums and have been around for a while, but then they had that moment on MTV. Yeah. Yep. Just, and and then, then the VH1 top 10, number four, like, ooh, number four. Right, right. Exactly, <laughs> you get yeah. like these other VJs, you don't remember their names on VH1 Countdown, but you still watch it anyway because they show the video because TRL never showed the videos. They just yelled, you know, I had some girls saying, I live from Walla Walla, Washington. Ah, that was the Maxi Boys. Well, I believe. It was like a bit of the video. Right. It was like, oh, it's the number one song is I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. And it was just like the very beginning. And then they fade out and they go to college. And then it's like uh, reruns of Celebrity Deathmatch or something like that. Exactly. So they don't, exactly. That's exactly what they did. Anything to not play music videos on MTV. Anything. So. That's why VH1 usually usually played the video. You know, it's like. <laughs> well, I think if I'm not mistaken, I believe the way by Fastball won a Grammy. Oh, didn't they, know that. I think it, they're, they're they're a Grammy winning band. I believe that song won a Grammy, or at least was nominated. So, you know, I don't know if that would have happened if MTV didn't kind of promote that. Yeah, yeah, because well, they had what they called the buzz clips. I think. Oh uh, yes, right buzz clips. TRL. It's in the buzz bin. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Buzz Clips <laughs> jumped the shark when Ricky Martin's "Living La Vida Loca" was considered a Buzz Clip. They oh, yeah. the Buzz Clip. Oh, that was it. There was no more Buzz Clips after that. That was they destroyed it. 
by doing that, I think. But but uh, groups like Fastball, yeah, what was um counting blue cars, the Dishwalla. That was yeah, Dishwalla. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a, a, a lot of those. I mean, I mean, you could, yeah, you could go to, you know, that was, I, I think that was like before the U.S. had the whole, that was like when the U.S. was just starting to do like kind of, our, our music tastes were getting into more of the pop stuff. And like, there's all the more like that, you know, the whole now, that's what I call music thing had come over from England and you, people were just buying those things. And um, to find the hits. Yeah. yeah, I think now it's still around, right? It's like it's now it's like not now fifty. That's like, yeah, right. yeah. yeah I, I think you're right. I think now it's still around in some form or other. Yeah, I mean, what? what how does that work? Do you download now, or do you? Oh, that's to, a good. That's a good question. Yeah, I guess I mean, they still have CDs of now. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. My, hmm, my nephew is like he's 16 and he loves like going to. Or he's 15 actually. He's 15. And he loves going to like like I went when I was up visiting my family in New England. Um. We went to the, the that Bull Moose record store. And, oh yeah, Bull Moose. Yeah, yeah oh, it, it was kind of fun to see it because like he like for him it was oh, I don't know if I say it's a novelty the idea of, of physical media like that but um you know he just liked to you know it was, it was kind of cool for him like yeah he wanted to he actually buys CDs and stuff like that now whereas I'm like you know oh you know I just want to listen to something like the novelty for me still hasn't worn off that whatever I want to listen to I can just you know go on to spotify and pick the song out. well i guess it shows it's going the other way you know if you have all that convenience maybe you want the physical media you know yeah. maybe it's coming back around that would explain the popularity of vinyl you know yeah it's funny we talked about this right at the beginning of the episode so it's really just full, full circle, circle. come full circle wow. that really is full circle that's amazing yeah hey, and I guess for honorable mentions for me now that we're, we're kind of full circle, we already mentioned Final Reprisal and Secret of King Mahi's Island. So did, yeah. I think anybody who goes into to Daniel's bio, um, those are two that are just really fun kind of movies to see. I mean, the, the, the story I think he told was that he went to the Philippines and um, – claimed that he was a movie star to get into movies and and they, they i guess the look worked for him and he just he just went for it um so uh, that that was those were two big honorable mentions for me and then the wrong child um i kind of and and and, and a kind of a secondary honorable mention i don't know if i call it an honorable mention but santa's summer house which i think maybe if we do a christmas episode we might and, and actually mitch and i have discussed santa's summer house mitch level from the video mm -hmm. vacuum and i uh, we discussed Santa's summer house last year um for a podcast episode um um, but they're both directed by David Dakota. Um, the Wrong mm. Child is interesting because it is Gary Daniels in a Lifetime movie. And he's got Vivica A. Fox in the film. She's the one who really props it up. She's the one who's – she's kind of like the Eric Roberts of of those kinds of movies where she just – she could just get in there, do them. She, she, it's know. actually pops in, pops yeah. out here and there. Like, yeah, she she nails it in one take, gets yeah. gets done, and and it's interesting because like this, um, you know, maybe I'm I'm spoiling the film, but um, you know, okay. Gary Daniels, um, the kid in the film kills him, and you're watching it, and you're like, you know, I've seen all these Gary Daniels movies where he is disarmed, you know, much more threatening adversaries to this kid who's stabbing <laughs> him in the stomach and and killing him, but you have to, I guess, I have to like, I had to suspend belief and be like, no, I'm watching. Gary Daniels in a Lifetime movie. Um, getting killed. It's like, getting I killed. You never, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. I, you never expect that. And, 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 and yeah, he's triumphed over yeah, it's much harder enemies when he's finally killed off by a little brat. Right, exactly. Of course. So I, I think it, it's it's worth checking out for the novelty factor. Um, and I, actually, when you think about it, like I can't think of another DTV star, you know, action star 
who's done a, a Lifetime movie like that. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. And um, I mean, obviously, Eric Roberts had a, a huge string of hits with those um, Stocked by My Doctor movies. And <laughs> The Wrong Child is kind of in that vein. Like, I think Vivica A. Fox was the one who did, like, all the, the wrong movies, as they called right, them. So, like the, I watched one of those. I think it was The Wrong coach or something the wrong right, exactly. you know swimming coach or something right and tara reed was in it for about a, a minute right. and she's yeah. like you shot from far away it's like is that tara reed oh right. it is okay yeah. oh, oh all right because yeah, that's the idea right <laughs> Bring somebody else into the movie, but really it's Vivica A. Fox who's doing all the heavy lifting because yeah. she just she knows what David Dakota wants, I guess, in the movie, and she just because you watch it, and she's almost like Neo in the Matrix, where like all this crazy stuff is happening because they need to wrap the thing up in fifteen minutes to get onto the next movie. Uh, on <laughs> yeah, and Lifetime, you yeah. have the fast credits, like eh, okay, next right. movie. Exactly. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's what they do for Law and Order to get you hooked onto the next Law and Order. Right. Like, I want to see show the fast credits on a small screen, you know. Yeah, like, oh, here it is. Here's the next one around. Because in New York City, it's like right. Yeah. yeah. Growing up, like the like before they would do that kind of thing, it was there was almost I think there was even like commercials between shows. Um, like you know, a show would end and then there would be a commercial and then the next show would start after that commercial, and then yeah, they started to like have them kind of up against each other and then it was like i guess they realized that people changed the channel during the credits so they're like well, let's start the next show during the credits from the previous show you need to keep um, you in your on your couch or on your bed right away it's yeah. like you can't move you can't, right, can't change the channel you can't do anything no you can't even get up to get some pringles and uh funyuns <laughs> fun, fun <laughs> the mountain dew and some yeah yeah i do Code red like, I don't I, I don't know about, about you guys, but there are times where I like when we you know, if my wife wife and I were talking about a movie night or just like the idea of a movie night with whoever, mm-hmm. um, I just have like in my head this idea that I have to go to a convenience store and buy out a whole bunch of junk food. Um <laughs> That's watch fun. Yeah, yeah, like like it, yeah. it's like if somebody says like let's watch a movie, it's like okay, I'll watch a movie. But when those two words get put together, movie and night, um, it feels like it, it can't be done properly without bags of like you know whatever funyuns doritos chips and, right, and like even chips. sometimes i get crazy and get like gummy bears and stuff like that you know and, and i end up feeling horrible after the fact but <laughs> well, that's that thing that like this i know it's a long time ago now but when that guy thought you just eat easy mac all day while watching lockdown and there's other punch fighters oh that was me when i did yes i did that was it yeah. i did a dorito i had it was a bag of doritos and mountain dukes like my, my yeah. thinking was that i was having trouble understanding those punch fighters like that maybe yeah. i I, I wasn't getting it properly, so to get into the right head mind space, I went out and bought a. a They're too difficult. Bottle. This is like remains of the day again. It's like this is too exactly. smart for me. This uh, Kimbo slice punching someone in the head. I don't really get it. Right. I felt like I, I, I couldn't. It wasn't working for me. So I, yeah, like I think if you if you go to the site and you see the reviews for, it, I think it's beat down and oh, beat down. Beat, but I think it's beat down and lockdown. I think those are okay. something like that. <laughs> and I've got the pictures of the Mountain Dew with the bag. Yeah, of it's really funny, really yeah. funny write up. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I always that. It cracks me up. Yeah, it, it fortunately it didn't work. Like I guess there was no way to really get those because it, it was like the tap out movies. I think that was the thing. It was like I was yeah, trying to figure out like out. like am I just am I just not getting these tap out movies? Is that why I don't like any of them? Um, well, and, I think what would yeah. help instead of Doritos and Mountain Dew is if before watching them, someone like a big meathead like punched you repetitedly in the head. Right. Evan Lurie <laughs> punched you a lot. They need to watch him. I feel like that might. 
you might get to the proper mental level. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you need a concussion. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> the black eye, like seeing through a black eye with a concussion. Exactly. I go, oh, okay, I get it now. Like, I can kind of see Vinnie Jones. Is that Bai Ling? Or no, that's Kimbo Slice. I can't see too well. My eyes swollen shut. Yeah. Is this this corn wannabe group that I'm listening to actually sounds pretty good now with the ringing in my head? Like, I can, exactly. like, Twelve stones. It's like twenty five yeah, exactly. minutes of love. Yeah, what is oh, that? Oh, Tommy Fields. Tommy Fields. Oh yeah, wildfire in the streets. Yeah, what was the one that was like waiting and bleeding or something? Yeah. Like, like that waiting or... and bleeding or oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody yeah, else, yeah, yeah. There's always like the rapper because they, they always try to do the Lincoln Park thing where it's oh, like the one yeah. guy singing and the one guy be like blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was Tommy Fields too. It's like. That was, yeah. I can't. It's so because they reused that wildfire in the streets for several of those. Yeah, is my understanding. But I watched them. I haven't seen I them on, some right. of them. A lot of them. I, my brain cells haven't really returned from that. So that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those movies were like, oh man, that was the. They, they, it was like it was kind of the idea like we talk about, right? Where they would just like load up on UFC stars and and yep. yeah, put them in these movies and. Yeah, you, you know, it's like, oh, let's see, you know, and they, they were all come out on Netflix and I was like, OK, well, I'll, I'll review them or whatever. And I was just like, man, there's, there's like nothing good here in this, in this movie. It's well, like these Hector Ectavaria movies, like Never <laughs> Surrender. <or it's>... Right. <laughs> but then they usually get at least one name, don't they? Like, Ty, didn't you say like Nick Mancuso was like really good in one of them? Oh, yeah, he was one. I think he was Never Surrender. He was really going absolutely out, crazy. He was, was a like, bad guy, right? He was a bad guy. He was spitting. He was like spitting. <laughs> He was out. I was. He was one of his best. Stingray. So. Yeah. Sometimes you're right. Like sometimes you, when you get like that that one person on the on the thing that that like yeah. Sometimes they can that, like it, it can be enough to have like a little bit like that helps. Yeah. A really big help. You know. You know. Heath Herring is not going to be that big of a draw, but Nick Mancuso. You know, like, yeah, I think the the, me- the people that make those things are smart enough to know that. You know, the meathead of the week is not quite enough. That you need to back him up with someone with a little more, you know, of a resume. Yeah. If you get Nick Mancuso for a day's worth of shooting and just, yeah. you know, put him in you the... Put uh, some Russian guy. I'm going to have to rewatch it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> really? I thought your brain cells haven't recovered. You want to lose oh, more? That's right. I, I think... I, all right, maybe not. Maybe in a couple of years when they recover. But it's been about 10 years. So maybe yeah. I, it's like... It's really... Maybe you're due. <laughs> I don't, we, I'm we, Jewish, I'm mad. we always talk about sort of like where the DTV world has has fallen from what it was. But you know, I mean, you know, we think of this time, you know, with the, with these Daniel films, it's almost like kind of that's when the, the the end of the wave crests, right? The end of the that's '90s, like you know, I think these Daniels films may have, may have been the last really really great ones. That when you do like a, you know, when, whenever we do like a best of list, you know, '98 I think is Recoil. That's kind of you're, you're kind of yeah, that's you know that's a good point. Actually. Yeah, that is a good point. I think Daniels does represent the last kind of peak time for DTV. Because you know, as itself. a general movement, I mean, yes, there have been good individual movies throughout, but yeah, as a as a kind of a wave, I think yeah. that is the kind of the end. And maybe that's why people have such fond memories of Gary Daniels because yeah. typically you associate him with that quality level. Yeah, it's a pretty good quality overall. You know, same with Lamas. He kind of fell off after '98. Yeah, a lot of people did. You know, it's it's not it's not even their fault. It's just it's how it goes. You know, unfortunate. But see, we still have the great memories, and you can watch them at any time. Right. Well, yeah, you can watch Viper jump up and uh, <laughs> have this amazing vertical leap. How do you do that? 
and he's never done it again in the movie. So <laughs> it's, well, it's not a big deal. No, you know, it's the only number one movie. Yeah, for yeah, Lama. It, it, we already it talked just, about that. It comes out of nowhere because most of the time, right, the 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 the, the hero just dives, you know, kind of laterally, right, yeah. to get out of the way, <laughs> and point. it's just sort of out of. You, you, that's what we're expecting when we watch that scene, and yeah. and it's just almost like he just decides, like in his head, like, oh, I'm just gonna jump <laughs> over, and he, and he doesn't just jump over the car either. He clears it by like a good <laughs> a like lot, way more than he needs, like a lot. <laughs> Like the car's already gone like a half mile after he's done yeah, something. Yeah, he's like in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I think I, I'm trying to remember if we, I think we did mention, because we did, we did do a Llamas list. We did um, do a Llamas Oh, list. yeah, it was a while ago, and I think that was that really kind of crazy episode, wasn't it? We were talking Where, about like banana, like Mako in a banana costume. Mako in a banana suit, yeah. <laughs> it was the wrong movie, and it was just like... <laughs> So yeah, we we this is kind of well covered territory, but you know it can't hurt to mention Viper every now and again. Uh, or Bad Blood, people could probably find other Bad Blood. Yeah, right. That was what? one. That was one of the first Netflix instants that I watched. Oh yeah, me too. Viper is like, what? This movie's awesome. He just yeah. kills everyone. Does a cool jump. What a movie! <laughs> That's all you need. Instant was good at that time, you know. Yeah, you know, it was good. Well, they had all this kind of junky stuff, as time might call it, just unusual stuff like David Heavener movies, and yeah, not like today where they're trying to promote kind of their own material. They, they, had, they had all this. Yeah, they had like crazier material. Yeah, they had it for a couple of years, then they then they got they went legit, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think well, a lot of this stuff can now be found on Amazon Prime. They pretty yeah. much just moved over to Amazon Prime. Right. But see, but Prime would, yeah, well, actually, no, I was going to say, because Prime, they, they, they have them and then they get rid of them. But actually, you know, Netflix used to do the same thing. I remember I used to do these, like, because you remember you'd go into your queue and you'd it, it'd say, like, leaving on this date. Yes, and, um, I used to say that. I remember, I think it was um Stars. They had a contract with Stars when they first started mm, doing I streaming. Remember. Yeah, and something happened with that contract. They didn't renew it. And so they were just purging a huge chunk of their streaming library. So I did what I called, like, the Stars um play 11 or something like that where I, I just like binged all of these movies just so i could watch <laughs> them and review them for the site before they they got taken down that's, um, that's a lot of work yeah i think i think I even, they even got a tag i think they've got a tag on the site the stars. i'm gonna look that up yeah, yeah but, you know not to, to you know be this the constant defender of this but that's the reason why uh physical media is so important right. if you own those movies you can watch them whenever you want with no deadline you know you don't have to worry when these expiration windows are going to happen on netflix and amazon and elsewhere you know, if you have the physical media then you own it and it's yours Nope, it has to go away by September 4 if you're done. It's like, <laughs> then some guy shows up at your house and takes your private property. Yeah, yeah that's that's frightening. Uh, I don't even want to, don't, don't even should cut that part out. I don't want people to get ideas. <laughs> They're going to take away my Viper. You know, <laughs> no one's going to take your Viper. Don't worry. Your right. Viper is safe. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll put under lock and key as usual. Yeah, because well, like that's the thing. Like for example, like if let's say you have a collection, let's say you have a, a Martin Scorsese film collection. So you've got like mm. you know your Taxi Driver, you know whatever, you know um. Raging Bull, Mean Gun, um, Mean yeah. Streets. Mean <laughs> Guns. Yeah. Direct mean Guns, though. I, or your G-Fellow, as I call it. You've got your Albert Pyun collection, right? You've got your, your Mean Guns. Um, but, um, but, but, like, you can't add the Irishman to your your Scorsese collection. Oh, yeah. You That's know? true. That must hurt the, the physical media collectors that, yeah. you know, the completists that want all the Scorsese stuff. Yeah. I, there are still plenty of people out there that have their entertainment centers, that have their DVD People's racks. 
Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, and and so I think, you know, I think that part of it, I think it's a combination of things, right? Like it's right, like you said, like for example, if I want to see the Irishman over and over, which I don't, um, I, I saw it once, and and not that it was horrible, but it's just it's long. So I'm so, still watching it. I want yeah, to see it. Right? I think I was a fair. Remember, I was like, I was like, I think I was messaging you on on, on Instagram how I was like, yeah. okay, I'm I'm 30 minutes in, you know, I'm gonna take a break or something like that but um you know it's kind of just going through but but you know the idea is that like when you buy the the dvd even if you pay like what like 50 bucks for a, a really high-end you know uh a blu-ray on like vinegar center or something like that you've paid the 50 bucks that's it you paid it you have it whereas like if it's on netflix you've got to pay whatever it is 13 bucks a month i think it is now for streaming um you got to pay that every month over and over again just to be able to watch That's the movie point yeah that is a really good point yeah i mean in 50 is like the top of the top i mean that's if that's like what their Beastmaster thing costs like usually it's about 25 bucks right. um so yeah that's a good point you pay once and you're done yeah you know well because because I, I use the 50 dollar example because that's like you know a little bit a little bit more than three months of netflix and mm. you know you've got that movie forever you can always you know you you can watch it well after three months whereas like yeah if i had my net netflix subscription tomorrow that's it no more irishman for me you know which again i don't need to watch it again but you know it's like right but i, but I get your point and then there's other movies like that too where that if you don't have your netflix subscription they're gone and that's it and you know that Will you ever see him again to get another chance? We don't know because it's all digital and all in the ether. But yeah. if you own it, then you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say for these these Gary Daniels movies, I mean, yeah. you know, it, it again, you know, physical media is great. You should own them. But, well, you know, a lot around. of them are available on streaming, which is which yeah. is good. But, you know, there's that part of it. It's like, yeah, if you, you know, even Tubi takes things down. And I think um, I think How some of these. They? Yeah, I I think some of the, the three R's are on on Tubi. I think Coil is on. See, Tubi. that's part of Gary Daniels' appeal. It's like he was like perfect for tape. Right. And it's just like, I've, well, I remember I mean, you couldn't get Queen's Messenger tie, so you oh, had to import I it. I got it from eBay a long time ago. I, yeah, I imported it from the UK. So. Yeah. I think that one is now available on Tubi. Um, it looks like oh, wow, you can actually get on IMDb TV, which is kind of cool. That's how I watched um, Land of the Free with um, uh, oh, Jack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, as long as you're watching Land of the Free, that's the important thing. Yeah, Aiden Carvel. Um, yeah, yeah. Aiden Carvel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember his first name. I think it was Aiden, right? I think it was Aiden. Aiden, Aiden Carvel, yeah. Yeah. I mean, at that time, Aiden was not a very popular name for kids. Now I think like every – Every parent names their kids like some combination of Aiden, Jaden, Caden, or, <laughs> or Dakota. Dakota, right? Dakota, yeah, Dakota, and slash Gallagher. Right, exactly. Yeah, very popular name for parents. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think as far as reviews that we've done, I think we really like that one that we did, or that I wrote for Land of the Free. Yeah, it's, it's a funny one. I mean, I it just it was a hit when we watched it with our friends. I remember that. It was because uh, Shatner, you know, it's Beekman and Shatner. You can't go wrong. And they're both looking a little chunky. Yeah, look, look a little, look a little, especially Speakman and especially Shatner. <laughs> it's like, yeah. His last name is Carvel Ice or Carvel. Like, yeah, right, because so. right, I, I was trying to remember, did we talk about this? Like, didn't, I thought we had a conversation about Carvel ice cream, like where you can get Carvel <laughs> ice cream still. Uh, did we, I think we did talked we, about Speakman, you know. Yeah. Did we do a Speakman episode? Is that what it was? 
Mm. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. We did do a Speakman episode, so it must you have been. the Speakman episode. <laughs> oh, it was your Speakman episode. Right. And, 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 and we, yeah, we had a, I think we, we, I think I looked it up online to see where, I think the nearest Carvels, I think uh, there might be one in your area. I think they're in like New York City. I think there is one, at least one in Connecticut. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Is there a TCBY or no? But, uh, oh, yeah, we did. We had a TCBY. Was that the mall? <laughs> it, we were talking about uh, Gary Daniels, but I was talking about ice cream. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't at the mall. I know where it was, but I oh, won't bother God. telling it on the uh, podcast because okay, that's just for everyone. Like I'll tell you later. It's, it's, it's so it was, yeah. I mean, the, the mall TCBY was, was you know, <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was an interesting because it was like, usually at the mall, it's like usually you're going to get like junk, or at least for me, I would, I would want to get like junk food or something. And, and like, you know, whether it was ice cream or like frozen yogurt like that, it was a bit of an investment or a bit of a commitment, right? That I'm going to be walking around the store with this ice cream. Um, you know, there's the other part of it too, that like you can't go into most shops with the ice cream because they're like, oh, yeah, you can't have that in here. You know, you gotta, you know, so drip like, it all over the place. Right, exactly. So, you know, Michael Madsen's now the, well, yeah, you can't go into the sharper image with your TCBY because right. it could, you know, drip on the, so uh, sharp? rotating love seat or whatever it is they sell right. you know whoops but, i still my chocolate ice cream <laughs> right like my wife worked at um an ice cream place in this old mall in philadelphia called the gallery which is now it was completely renovated and turned into this thing called the fashion district uh mm-hmm. philadelphia but at the time of the gallery it was like this kind of this mall that was like it was like three stories, but it was connected to one of the um, the uh, it still is connected to one of the the um, regional rail stops. Um, but I think what people what kids did there is they get the ice cream and then just go hang out. And they actually it seemed like kind of a, a, a bit of a rougher place to go. So in those cases, they wouldn't care that, you know, like, you know, it, it, they weren't going to care if the clerk got mad at them for bringing an ice cream into the store. Right. Because those are the rebels that uh, <laughs> right. who weren't at home watching. uh Renegade and Street Justice. They're actually out doing bad stuff. Yeah, like dripping their ice cream and stuff. Yeah, me, me as a Mainer, like I was usually home from the mall in time for, yeah, at that at that age too. I was, you know, being younger, but yeah, I was the, the mall was done for me by that time, and it was I was in t- home in time to watch Street Justice and Renegade on a Friday. Night. <laughs> well, as you should be. Yes. All right. Well, uh, I think this was a good conversation. Yeah, I had a good time. Yeah, yeah, any final thoughts on, on <sighs> Mr. Daniels? Well, I mean, if you want to start watching his movies, start with the three R's. Yeah. And I mean, then, the only the, I would agree with that, but the only problem is it's kind of like the only way to go is down. Like, if you start with the best of the best, you might be disappointed okay. with some of the other ones. I um, start with White Tiger, then. And see how you like a deadly, <laughs> deadly target. Yeah, Capital Or, or um, you know, Capital Punishment. That would be a good place. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I would say watch Gary Daniels movies, you know, just watch them and um, keep keep him in your in your in your heart, you know, in your heart and your prayers. Yeah, I mean, he is still making some interesting. I noticed some rage and riot are not available to stream. It doesn't look like anyway, but um, but recoil is. But it's possible that rage and riot are on YouTube. Um, There are a lot of PM flicks that are on YouTube. I actually my um, direct to video connoisseur YouTube channel. Um, I think I do have a list of PM. I have a, a playlist of, of PM flicks. So. Oh, that's good for you to do that. But, yeah. but what's good is both of our number ones, you know, recoil. That was that. If that's when that's available, that's yeah. maybe a sign for people to check that one out. 
Yeah. I mean, I will say it maybe yeah, I know what you're saying like how if you see the best, right, it's always going to be a step down. On the other hand, it might make you a little bit more sympathetic, right, when you watch because you're not going to be like, who is this guy that they were telling well, me? Well, that's true. He's not that good. It's like, no, no. OK, we get it. So then it's like they see everything else. Maybe the, I mean, yeah, I think there are some tough ones in there. Um, you know, he made some some films in, in, in Thailand in the in the late 2000s that. You know, they're a little bit rough um, that you, you watch some of those um, and, and probably um, are not like late to that early 2010s that you'll probably, oh, you know, I think some of them are, are religious fear. films as well. Um, yeah, there's there's some some tough ones. There's some tough yeah, Daniels in there. It, 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 you, you'll be right. navigating. So, you know, yeah. definitely go to our sites to see what we've thought about some of them. If you're going to dip into ones outside mm -hmm. of this list and outside of the honorable mentions. Um, see, see, see if we what we, we gave it, and you know, kind of you'll go in at your own peril, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> sure. Well, that's what our sites are kind of there for. You know, yeah. give our opinions, and yeah. you can go from there. But you know, well, this what podcast, site do we have? Yeah. Oh, come on, yeah, well, that's that's that. perfect yeah. segue yeah. into a into, yeah. into the plugs, right? Yeah. Well, um, you said the website name. Um, yeah. I guess we're on Facebook under the website name. Twitter is Ty Comeuppance. If you want to see my tape collection. It's uh, under Ty Action Rocks on Instagram. And uh, you have the uh, email, right? Well, I mean, I, I don't know if I need to give out the email uh, on his, on a, you know, oh, his show, right. but I will say it's CR Podcast right. at, um, at Yahoo.com. Right. And so used to send the plugs, you know. Yeah, yeah. I know it. And yeah, definitely a reminder too that, that, that there's the site, uh, come up its reviews.net, and then the, the podcast, which you can get on. Yes. We'll yes. Uh, it's on, it's on pretty much all the podcatchers. Uh, yeah. I think most people listen to it on iTunes, but it's yeah. on all your favorite podcatchers. Yeah, I think the easiest way to do. I mean, if I guess if you don't have an iPhone, that's it's not as easy. I have a, a, an older iPhone, and oh, I just have a Droid. You know, Droid. <laughs> Remember, he sits there a lot. <laughs> yeah, because I think I think you can get an iTunes app for for Android too. I think maybe. <laughs> wow, that's, that's I think a nice so. circumvention. Wrong, but uh, cause, like, I mean, it's like crossing the streams. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters. You're like but, iTunes, huh? You put it on your Droid. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you get yeah, get started spot because that makes it easy, right? Because I, I just, I, for me, it's like, you know, I go into my podcasts because I, I usually listen to podcasts at work and things like that. So I just, you know, go or while I'm cooking dinner or whatever, and so I just go in there and it's like, you know, whenever your your new podcast goes, it just, you know, there it is, right there, and I yep, come up with reviews, just click on it, and yep. yeah, yeah, one tomorrow actually, if you're just yeah, we were bi monthly, you know, and so on uh, first of the month, which. I don't know when people will be listening to this, but on September 1st, uh, we will be posting our new episode. Yeah, I don't know if this is going to be up by September 1st. I, I probably should get it up, up soon, considering it's been so long since I put a podcast up. So, um, yeah, we'll probably get it sooner rather than later up there. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And what are your plugs? Yeah, so for me, it's it's kind of the usual, <laughs> dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com. That's the site, um, you know, on the main places it's either dtvc or dtv connoisseur um that's probably where you can find most of it um and then of course the the novel um chad and accounting is still available i've also just released a new one uh, a girl in oh. a gun so i got a, a new novel i'm waiting to see the author's copies before i really get out there and like push it a lot because um but i guess if people bought it now they'd get a collector's item if i actually have to go and correct it but um oh, but, nice. uh, yeah, i totally have a new have a new novel that's pretty awesome yeah yeah so i just just published it um last week um so i just just put it out so it's it's kind of just just you know marinating a little bit right now and then i'll <laughs> kind of do a little bit more of a a, a full steam ahead kind of you know tell people about it kind of thing that's great yeah. So, I guess 
you know, thanks again uh, for having yeah, us. Yeah, thanks on. for having us. Yeah, thanks again, guys, for being on. It's, a, it's, oh, it's another no fun time as always. I, I just realized I think the last time you guys were on was um Ginty. So um, wow, Ginty. Wow. It's been it's been that long. Um, wow, really? It's been that long. That's crazy. So. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> yes, Owen. I, I heard Owen before. Yeah. Uh, I know, I second Owen. Yeah. yeah, I think that was when I said you guys have the record for most podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Owen, Owen made an appearance there. But um, <laughs> yeah, you'll have to be back on our show soon for uh, No Subject Part Three or Leo Fong. We're working on Fong, you know. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Fong, I think, is something that we we could definitely. There's a lot to mine there with, with the yes. Like I said, we'll give you some more time to watch some more Fongs, and in the meantime, we'll do No Subject Part 3, because I, from what I understand, those are some of our, you know, very popular episodes. People seem to really like No Subject. Yeah. So, I can really so, go around Part 3, you know, it's crazy. So, yeah, so many it, just imagination runs wild. It's, it's, it's <laughs> you know, I think it's, it's what happens when we start riffing, and it just kind of just goes from there. Yeah, yeah, people like that. Something. I mean, I, I, we all enjoy it, but I guess people like to listen to it too. And maybe they figure other podcasters they have to follow these certain rules, and this has to happen, that has to happen. Maybe they like the freedom of it. You know, there's no rules. <laughs> well, it, we, the rule with this one, it seems to be just sort of like loosely just kind of re, regrouping and and getting back on track, and then sort of yeah, letting right. it spiral listen. off again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, that's almost like this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Well, One minute we're talking about TCBY, then we're talking about Carvel other Eden, stuff. Aiden Aiden Carvel, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, there should be like a bingo card for for listening to our oh, podcast. Like, what what are we going to mention? Yeah, and so like yeah, like some kind of like '90s fast food or, or food. Chain, you know, <laughs> that's a funny like idea. That. Yeah, yeah, some, yeah, some sort of nostalgia from that time, or yeah. you know, what impression is Ty going to do? With, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Ty. You don't know. I could, it could be Owen, or it could be Dolph Lundgren, but I mean, I won't do it right now. Well, we had so Salone like, this time. We did Salone also? I did Salone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Dolph. There we go. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I have a skin trade and skin traffic, so it's like. So. <laughs> We'll and, let you go. <laughs> yeah, I think I think this is hit rock bottom. So uh, yeah, we're, we're back to rock bottom. Okay, we're, 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 we'll, we're, no, but it was good to be back. Thank, yes, thank you guys yes. for coming oh, on. Oh no problem. Anytime. We'll we'll talk to you soon. Right. Talk to you soon. Bye everyone. Bye. the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. 
Periton.